0: Warning explicit content listener discretion is advised. Welcome to episode one of the Muse Podcast. It's pretty exciting. The premise of this podcast has been kicking around for a little while. I love new music, we all love new music. Uh, artists love to play their new material for you. So, why don't we bring an artist on? Have them play something new, something no one's ever heard before. Maybe something that's an original thought that just came up, something you're still working on. Maybe something that was orphaned off of a, an album or something that you know never quite made the cut. But definitely something different. And then hang out, talk about it. Talk about the creative process. Some people are just really intellectual about it. Some people are very reactive or emotional. Uh, I've been a musician ever since I'm a tiny little kid, and uh, this is what I do for a living. So I'm fascinated with it, and uh, hopefully you will be too. We'll also hang out and talk with the musicians about their influences, the things that they, you know, about creativity in general, and of course we'll also probably hang in and tell road stories and all that too. So... First couple of episodes, you're going to need to bear with us as we figure this out. Um, you know, we're, we're figuring out how the format's going to work just like anything else, but I figured rather than, you know, doing this over and over and over again until it's perfect or whatever, let's just start doing it and uh, take everybody with us. So hopefully you can come along for that ride and and uh, you'll get some, you can laugh at, at me acting like an asshole. So there you go. Speaking of which, uh, unedited, uncensored, uh, what you hear is what you get. I think it's really important that, you know, everybody knows this isn't a commercial endeavor. This is just something that we're doing because we love it. I love this. I love listening and talking to musicians. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to sustain this over the next couple of years and talk to some really fantastic people. Speaking of great people, first episode, Matt Carano. He's a good friend of both Briggs and I. Uh, Briggs has played with him before. Uh, I haven't played with Matt. Um, Matt's a fantastic musician. Uh, He's best known for his work with Pale Fighter. If you want to listen to his work with Pale Fighter, you can listen to his album Swan Dive Bomb on iTunes or Spotify or any of that kind of stuff. My particular favorite Pale Fighter album is uh, Calilope, C-A-L-I-L-O-P-E, which you can find on Google Play. You'll need to go to Google Play to find that one. But it's uh, free to listen to, and uh, man, some fantastic stuff on that. Matt's also a music educator. You can see his latest project at themusicclass.is. Let me say that again, themusicclass.is. Basically an online educational resource. You can learn about how music is made, how to write music, how to read music, the structure of music, it's fascinating. I've been through it. He, uh, he was very generous and let me take a swing through the, uh, the whole website. And, uh, man, some fantastic stuff on that. I'm saying fantastic a lot today, aren't I? Okay, some wicked good stuff. Speaking of which, we're coming to you from the seacoast area of New Hampshire, which is, you know, an hour or so north of Boston. The seacoast area is the little, little butt end of uh, New Hampshire that's right along the uh, ocean. And uh, while we're making jokes and uh, maybe making a couple of, uh, of obscene gestures while we're talking, uh, I want you to know we're taking this incredibly seriously. And uh, we're interested in bringing all types of music on. Um, and to, to be honest, maybe even expanding past that as we go forwards. Why not bring in a poet or uh, you know playwright? Maybe we could do a table read. A lot of ways of looking at creativity. For me, the bottom line is, Something new has a moment. It has a piece of magic stuck to it. And there's something about, while it's still somewhat new, that, at least new to the world, maybe even new, not to the artist, that just creates a moment. There's this There's this thing that transcends a little bit during that time. And uh, hopefully, you know, over the next couple of years, we'll, we'll be able to capture some of those moments. Down the line, I'd love to be able to take some of these people, um... You know, maybe after we've done a, a number of episodes, maybe rent out a place and have them play their material for you uh, live. That would be great. Uh, we would love to do this at festivals or different places. There's a lot of things we can do with this podcast. So, all right, deep breath. Here we go. If you want to get in touch with us, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, it's The Muse Podcast. Uh, M-U-S-E, The Muse Podcast. On the web, it's themusepodcast.com. Kind of makes sense, right? All that stuff will be up and live by the time this comes out. So, uh, yeah, here we go. First episode. Once again, our good friend Matt Carano.
1: Well, I'm trying to get to you. You've been oh so hard to find. I'm feeling the weight of the world every day And I become used to you carrying me Oh, I'm trying to get you back Even though I helped you pack A mistake I admit now I hope you'll forgive Cause I become used to you Carrying me To interrupt my destructive ego I'll follow you All the way to the end it was wrong to take you as a given I'll follow you As long as it takes Oh, I'm trying to find my way back to you You've been gone so long It's shameful to think of The way that I acted, I've just been trying to love you. To interrupt my destructive ego, I'll follow you all the way to the end. It was wrong to take you as a given, I'll follow you as long as it takes, oh, as long as it takes.
2: Wow. Cool. Yeah. All right, ladies
0: and gentlemen, this is uh, my good friend, Matt Carano. Say hello, Matt.
1: Hello, gentle folk.
0: <laughs> uh, Matt, I'd like to thank you personally for being part of this uh, maiden voyage here.
1: My pleasure. The Thanks Muse, for having me. The
0: Muse Podcast. We are here with John Briggs. Hello. John is also a, a fantastic friend. John is uh, actually part of where we're recording from today critical electric sound uh in uh beautiful new Hampshire, <laughs> and uh yeah john you were here from like the beginning i remember standing out here uh, on the on the hill going i think we should we should build this place here yeah absolutely. looking out over the over the pond yep yeah it was and the like, right choice I think. yeah and i'm like oh, i think i'm gonna do this and you're like uh you're overthinking it i think you're overthinking <laughs> it which which could be uh could be true but uh, yeah, and so uh, welcome everybody to the, uh, to the first one, uh, the Muse podcast. The basic concept of this podcast is unreleased, unpublished material directly from the artist, uncensored, unedited. So Matt, that was a fantastic piece. What was that piece called? Um, you know what? It doesn't even really have
1: a title yet, but maybe it's, uh, well, I'm trying to get to you. I don't know. It's the first line of the tune. Yeah. Could be that.
0: Why'd you write the song? Where'd that come from?
1: So um, I don't know if you know this, but from November of 2014 through November of 2015, I was actually in a real bad way. I was really sick. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was beat up. Um, suffice to say, I I I couldn't eat, and I ended up wow. yeah, and I ended up losing about 20 percent of my body weight.
0: Jeez. Yeah.
1: So during were,
0: that, what state were you in? I mean, literally, were you in New Hampshire? Or were yeah, you I was in New Hampshire,
1: uh, right. in Newmarket. Right. And it was the damnest thing, um, sort of came from nowhere. And then just, it, it was something that happened that I was like, okay, if I'm just careful, I'll get through it in like, you know, a week or two. And it just progressed and progressed and progressed forever until it, the end result was a year. But during that process, uh, and you know, I couldn't work and I was in bed a lot and it was just a mess. But, um, during that process, uh, my wife, you know, Barbara, my wife is a Brazilian Mm-hmm. And she goes back home from time to time, and she was going home um it was in the winter time, and she just left, and I was by myself and uh just you know kind of alone and feeling crappy and so <laughs> i just I hadn't really been playing any music, and I hadn't played guitar, and I thought, well, now would be a good time, even though I feel like crap, I should probably do something kind of productive and creative, right maybe it'll make me feel better right um and so I can't remember what I was watching i think I think what inspired it was. Um, I, I I was playing and I didn't know, you know, I, I wasn't in my element. So I've been physically in my element and mentally in my element. So I was, you know, playing stuff and trying to write like I normally would write and nothing was coming out. Right. Uh, and so I was just thinking, well, why don't you try something that you've never done before? And for people who know me, they, they probably recognize that I hate country kind of music. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with the obligatory, you know, the Willie Nelson is amazing. You know, the Man in Black, all that. There's some yeah. great ones, right. but in general, this is probably mean to say. But I, especially modern country, it's it's basically adult contemporary music with a twang. It's it's the right. most sure. simplest bubblegum crap. It's
0: pop right. Music. It's, it's one of the, right. It's one of the places where guys can kind of say I love you, but yeah. not really, right? Yeah, and you it's, can it's, say it to your dog. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yes, uh, but it's even worse than like modern pop that like teenagers listen to because that's produced really well. You know what I mean? Like it's it's you. Li- this is still older pop, but like Britney Spears music is written really well, produced really well. They do innovative things that the hooks are cool. Even if you can't stand it, you can appreciate it from a a writing standpoint, but modern country, it's hard to, it's like "Eh, just this like vanilla crap. So I was like, I'm going to write some vanilla crap. (laughs)
0: Sure. Oh, I see what you mean. So you're going to wear the jacket rather than refuse the jacket.
1: Right. And in my head, I know what I was saying. I was like, what should I, I, how would, how would Conway Twitty do this? Right. Was what I said, and uh, and the funny thing was, I I don't even really know Conway Twitty. Probably just the parody of Conway Twitty that I see on from like Family Guy. Family Guy. Sure. <laughs> so like, what would the parody of Conway Twitty do? Right. Starts with a nice shirt. <laughs> so I didn't put one on. I was in my jams. That's fine. <laughs> but I was I, I, I that was going through my head, and I was thinking about <laughs> and you know the funniest side, the emotional aspect was thinking about how patient Barbara is. To deal with me like a complete bastard, sick, not feeling good, snappy, just whatever weak, right. in bed. Like this woman is a saint. She has ridiculous amount of patience to put up with me complaining and, and not feeling good all the time. And I was just thinking, you know, her gone and me missing her and wanting her back and appreciating her for what she was and, and sort of going through the mental exercise of what I would be if she left. And right. so
0: that's, that's where this song came from. Right, so uh, uh, what are the the words in the chorus so that we can uh, put it back together again?
1: Well, the chorus is uh, oh, and and, okay, and then the last part of this is, I you know, I'm afraid of flying. Oh, okay, go ahead. So I have never been to her home, which sucks. It makes me feel like a bad husband. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes, okay, and and feeling like very uh, trapped in that. Like I should be, I should, and I should have, Hmm. and I'm working for it, but. It's still, it's one of those things. And I don't, you know, I don't, I don't like to talk about it too much, but, um, but anyway, it's, it's a very... Does that show up in the song? Yeah, because, so that's, and that's the chorus. So the chorus is to interrupt my destructive ego. I'll follow you all the way to the end. Right. Um, It was wrong to take you as a given. I'll follow you as long as it takes. Right. And it's, it's sort of like a, I'm just sort of promising that if you did leave, and it's funny, she's had this, She's. She said, "Well, if everything, if anything ever went wrong in our in our marriage, I would just get on a plane and go home. But I would leave you my address, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, like yeah. right, yeah, so that you can come get me. And it's sort of, it's almost like I'm promising that if you did, then I would fucking come in. Well,
0: and you're get talking you. about you're talking about carrying throughout the the piece too, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, which she did, right? So in the in in the in the verses, uh, yeah, I become used to you carrying me.
0: Yeah, so." When you when you when you're sort of channeling Conway Twitty in the first place, right? <laughs> uh, so so um, I, I know your music a, a bunch of different ways, Matt. I mean, from different bands you've been, but the one that sort of sticks out for me was uh, was Pale Fighter a solo project, really? How, what, how would you describe Pale Fighter?
1: Yeah, I solo. I had a lot of help from Bob and Rob, but right, uh,
0: but right. So that'd be Bob Beal, who's a, a local guy around here, and Rob Zeminski, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. And uh, did you record that yourself?
1: Yes, um, yes. I recorded. Well, Rob and I recorded the first one in their Newfields house, right? And then the second one I recorded mostly in my apartment in Oakland, California. Right. And then we mixed with Bob,
2: right?
0: Um, Bob and Robert together are in a band called The Screen, who is right now employing Dr. John Briggs as well. Boom! So, right. Uh, how long have you been in the the band The Screen? Oh, I don't know. Or five years now, I guess. Right, has it been that I long? I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah, because
1: basically, right when I was getting back from California, it's so, been yeah. that long,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Damn. So, uh, people who are listening to this podcast from outside, uh, this area, this, this, we're going to start this off as a as sort of a love song to the uh to the seacoast area so we're going to start by uh interviewing people from the seacoast area all different kinds of musicians different kinds of things but i think you'll hear uh, some of these things coming up over and over again sure certainly the guys on the screen have been around for a while and uh, they they play in other bands and you know hopefully over this time you get a little better idea of how the uh how the scene works around here but so you were saying uh so you recorded the pill fighter stuff i would not describe the pill fighter material as country in the least no (laughs) not at all (laughs) you know sort of powerful uh definitely have you know strong pop elements a lot of chord work a lot of vocals a lot of complex elements at the same time uh little hints i I hope i'm not describing this you you can't really can't really uh uh, talk about music but uh maybe a little hint of of uh, not really math rock but just sort of like a, a, a little complexity that 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 used to 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 create some sort of color throughout the whole time. Really not much of that stuff shows up in the, uh, in the song you're going, you're doing. No. Here, right?
1: <laughs> no. And that was the thing is I, and, and actually I, I, it's funny when I write material normally for myself. So I get bored easy with music okay. and, th- and that's usually, that's kind of the, like the biggest sin for any song is it's just vanilla. It's just boring. That's why. To you. That, yeah. Right. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I like things that surprise me. Right. Um, and so when I write myself, I'm, i i Uh, You know, you play it a a bunch of times to like get it down and to write it and then you get bored with it. So I find myself adding some complexities to it and I I tend to, I think I tend to overwrite a lot of times. And so uh, in more recent material, I've tried to say, okay, what's the, let's try to be more accessible. Not like my music wasn't that, I mean, it's not like that mathy. Screen, no, no, but but you know, I I I didn't
0: mean to characterize it that way, no, right?
1: But all I'm saying is, I'm more humble than to think that my music is like too brainy for the normal person (laughs) because it's not, (laughs) no, No.
3: but it's just kind of some uncommon chord structures and and melodies,
1: and and you know,
3: odd time signatures occasionally, that sort of thing. Yeah. That you don't always encounter in yeah. you know,
1: pop music or whatever. So I'm trying to be a little bit more, more accessible than maybe I have
0: been. Well, do you, and, do, uh, but I mean, again, don't I apologize for being really super blunt. Do you, do you like the piece that you just played or you do you dislike it? I do. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I'm, I'm kind of feeling like that was a real success. I mean, you got to point out, it's very personal on one level, um, it's kind of universal. At the same time I don't think it was because you had cool chords that the song was so good.
1: Oh no, I mean it's just a standard E to A type of thing, sure. right? With the right. the 2 and the 6 in there. So there it's not <laughs> nothing, nothing too crazy at all, but the content um it makes me emotional actually like I'll still I'll play it and I I was I hadn't played it in a while, and yeah. I played it yesterday to get ready for this. Yeah, and like maybe a little teary. Yeah, like, you oh. kind of jump
0: into it. Yeah, yeah. Would you be against? Uh, now that we talked about it, would you against playing it again? No, and
1: hopefully I'll do a better job this <laughs> time. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need a beer. You're all good. All right. This one's for Jack. Ja- you mean
0: Jack the dog? <laughs> Jack the dog. He's next next our, Jack our fourth dog, dog, member. Jackie yeah. boy. Yeah. Jack, <laughs> here we go. Whenever you're ready, brother, go. All get right, him. Here we go
1: well i'm trying to get
0: to you you been oh no nope. <laughs> the best part about this is how much on the spot you guys get to be <laughs> i don't mean to put you on this no I, you can edit it or not i'm fine no there's no, fine. no no anything. here we go <laughs> okay, <all right. laughs> go get them
1: well i'm trying to get to you you been go what the hell <laughs> you've been uh you've been oh so hard to find there you go john G- always helps <clears throat> <laughs> all right take three this is one this one's for for That's real okay.
0: i'm sorry for the
1: spot. It do no i don't wrong. mind it i'll do it
0: i think it will be great to hear the song again good
1: okay well i'm trying to get to you you've been oh so hard to find I feel the weight of the world every day. But I become used to you carrying me. Oh, I'm trying to get you back, even though I helped you pack. A mistake I admit now i hope you'll forgive cuz i become used to you carrying me to interrupt my destructive ego i'll follow you all the way to the end and it was wrong take you as a given I'll follow you as long as it takes Oh I'm trying to find my way back to you You've been gone so long now It's shameful to think of the way that I You were just trying to love me To interrupt my destructive ego I'll follow you all the way to the end it was wrong to take you as a given. I'll follow you as long as it takes. Oh, as long as it takes.
0: Cool. Thanks. You're totally worth doing a second time. I'm sorry yeah, for putting yeah, you on yeah. the spot oh, like no, that, I'm man. It's fantastic. You need a. you, you got to stand? you all good? good. You oh, cool. I'm good. All right. So, cool. so why music? How does this whole thing come together? In With, general, why yeah, music? Yeah. I mean, like, did you start this when you were a little kid?
1: Yeah. So some of my earliest memories are of me singing, actually. My um, mom, grandmother, uncle, mm-hmm. musicians. And I remember dancing around the Damn living room, sing Ario e. Speedwagon. <laughs> uh, Were you riding the storm out? Uh, no, it was mostly. It was. Uh, I don't <laughs> I'm know. Sorry, I'm a little older than you, so I may <laughs> have picked the wrong song. Uh, I'm trying to think of what. I can't remember what the album was, but it's heard uh, it from a friend. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, right. That album, classic. Yeah, uh, yeah. you've been messing around. Yeah, <laughs> that's right right deep deep stuff oh yeah that and and uh, christopher cross those were the two Ooh, favorites sailing yes yeah. that album the flamingos yep, album yeah that's the one so yeah but good. that's a
0: beautiful album it really oh. is nice are you a yacht rock person yeah of course okay good All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well of i don't course. know no you know what you know it's really cool hang on a second jack come over here get over here come on come see um you know, it's great when you introduce somebody to something that's totally cool and they haven't heard it. So whenever anybody says anything having to do with some smooth rock, smooth, smooth stuff, I always like have to ask if it's Yacht Rock. Right? If you haven't heard yeah, Yacht yeah, Rock, yeah.
1: yeah. Dude, what a fool believes. I'm saying a oh. fool believes is good. Oh.
0: And, and the idea that, that that whole thing was Ted Templeman, who was also making Van Halen. Oh, right. At the same was time. it really? Yeah. yeah. And Michael Jackson shit. What? And, the dude from Toto with Michael J- It's like oh, yeah, yep. Porcaro or yeah. Uh, which one? Yeah, that's Lu's the right one. Yeah, look, the yeah. second one. The, the other one.
1: Uh, Jeff or the
0: piano player? Uh, the piano player. Yeah. Wrote uh, Human Nature. For, that's right. Okay. About that girl. About the actors. Not Rosanna.
1: Yeah. Everybody loved Rosanna. Yep. Same thing. Same guy. All I want to do when I wake up in the morning is see you there. I'm going to save Jack right there.
0: All right. All right.
1: Yeah, from the uh from the little guy, guy. Yes, yeah, okay, so so i was a little guy
3: singing ario Speedwagon tunes
1: and uh christopher
0: and
3: then, cross
1: yeah it. and stuck with it right i mean you went
3: to school for music as well
1: yeah uh and that, i knew that that would happen pretty early on okay i um even like so i remember through like junior high singing along with my my boom box in the room and okay. thinking to myself you know what i really need to i want to I don't want the other guys singing with me on the (laughs) radio. I want to do my own thing for real. So by the time I was uh, maybe about uh, thirteen, I actually picked up the guitar and started writing my own music. And I knew as soon as I hit high school, like I took all the music classes that I could get, and I knew that I'd be I'd be going to school for it.
3: Great. So I mean, you.
1: So did you study voice as well? Because I know you were uh, a clarinet player. Is that right? Indeed. Um, I sang. It's funny, I had like a little bit of a crisis my first day at UNH okay um, sat down with David siler and and uh, didn't practice through the summer on clarinet and knew I'd get my head handed to me, and I was like, okay, I don't know if I want to do this. I think I might want to be a vocal major <laughs> <laughs> and to his credit, um, he said, "Listen there's someone I want you to meet and he he brought me over to a a um, a man a professor by the name of uh, Buddy Howard I don't okay know if you ever,
3: uh, no, didn't cross
1: paths. Buddy Howard uh, was uh, one of the choir directors and an awesome dude. And he like, tested my range and got me in choir. And, oh, great. And, uh, and Siler was like, listen, you should still do the clarinet thing, but if you decide at the end of the semester you want to move over to vocal, that's no problem whatsoever. Okay. He was really good about that. And I ended up sticking with clarinet, but I, I sang in choirs. Did at, both. At, uh, at UNH. And, and then just kind of playing guitar on your own on the side and yeah. rocking out. Rocking out. Writing tunes. To REO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually it's funny like I don't know if you experienced this too John Briggs but um, but for a while you kind of get embarrassed about this, the things that you listen to when you were really young
3: yeah sometimes for
1: sure but then it comes back to you and you're like cool with it again Like I, I, I'm I having that so. renaissance cool cool with it again
3: oh that's good I don't tell a lot of people that I used to dig on like Paula Abdul albums but I, I'm forever your girl yeah fine there might be two steps you're more forward a, you're more of a cold hearted <laughs> snake I think <laughs>
1: But there's also two steps back. Yeah.
3: You know, opposites do attract. I've and, heard you know, that. There's a cat. Yeah, no, this is terrible. Way too much Paula Abdul talk. We need Duncan to get back on the mic. To save us from this uh, tangent.
1: I had, I had a Vanilla Ice uh, disc. That was one of my first oh, longs, yeah, I had that on, on cassette.
0: Yep. Yep. Classic. This could, be, uh, this could become a... Uh, let's make this a segment, all right? <laughs> the embarrassed. It's not even like your... It's not your... Uh, okay, how about this? What's the first... Uh, whatever... I was going to say album, like what's the first cassette or, or vinyl or CD or what's the very first thing that you got that qualifies as rock and roll? Wait, rock and roll? Well, you know what I mean? Like qualifies <laughs> as what we would consider our kind of thing, you know, like music, you know? So like you can't, like if, if you were, uh, I don't know, like whatever, it can't be fucking Barney, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it has right, to be. right. No, I hear The you. first time it was a thing, like that kind of thing. Do you remember the first? Uh, I'll go first. So yeah, yeah, I remember
3: the first tape I got. Okay, go.
0: Uh,
3: it was uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen uh, live from Asbury Park. Um, that's that's actually yeah, it's good. You know, thing. I ha- I got like a little Walkman and and my Bruce tape. Yeah,
0: but you have like a whole like a whole wide range of emotions on that. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's it's full balls of wall shit. At the same time, it's sort of like quiet. I mean, you got a yeah. little poetry thing. He was still singing. You know, like. Um, the Tom Waits kind of shit, right? At mm. the same time, right? Was it you four know? hours long? That no, it was one cassette long. <laughs> right. It's a cut down. Totally <laughs> a cut yeah. down. Yeah. That was great. Well, what was yours then? Oh, though? man. My dad took me to... Uh, I was a little guy. He took me to... Um, I was going to say Music Emporium. but I don't think it was Music. Yeah, Music Emporium at the at the Newington Mall. Ooh. I think that was right. And I got... Uh, he said you could buy three record albums this is back when there was only record albums youngins there were a couple <laughs> of eight track tapes and oops that me is that oh that's my headphones can oh, you guys yeah. hear me good yeah, okay, I hear you yeah get, headphones are going in and out. um yeah and so you had like your eight track tapes and your cassettes there he is cassettes were just coming along and uh, yeah and so i got i was a little uh piano player and so i saw this album i'll show it to you on the uh
1: it's yanni isn't it yanni Live with the Acropolis?
0: No, Yanni was probably still a little young guy at, at that point. <laughs> so I'll show it to you on here, though. So it's uh, this is what I saw. I saw on the back of this album, I saw all, all of these unbelievable synthesizers, right? And I had no idea that this is what I was going to see. I was just going to buy an album. Yeah, right? is it switched on Bach. No, it's uh, way, way cooler. Sure. Well, I'm going
3: to keep <laughs> <That'd> guessing. <be. laughs>
0: Hang on. Here it is here you go this is the picture that i saw oh come on that's just the front cover oh i know who that is yeah hold on i'm sorry i'm making everybody look anyway (laughs) it's it's uh it's herbie hancock oh cool who is like this fantastic jazz guy but check this shit that's the back cover of this album and here's a little me oh man and yeah you can put it up there if you want and uh crazy right and here's the cool part so there's that that's the back cover wow so he's got like
3: everything 10 ish synthesizers <laughs> <Yes>. on here <laughs> but he also it has like crazy. a Rhodes, a yeah, Wurlitzer. Yeah, yeah.
0: he's got like the the oberheim oh you know the it's original modular shit keyboard overload back oh it's here. so it's many cool awesome. then hit the back button and look at the front cover so I was a little intimidated by the front cover being uh, a little, Whoa. little, a little white kid
3: from New Hampshire. Uh, yeah, it's uh <laughs> what year is this? This is pretty
0: seventies. I don't know. It's real. Oh, definitely seventies. Yeah. So yeah, it's so it's it's uh, it's Herbie Hancock looking. Uh, this is called his. The album's called Sunlight. If you want to look it up. and it's uh he's looking it's great. great. He's looking Huge like he's glasses. getting ready to go he's out to the like a medallion to the on. disco. Yeah, and it's it's awesome. Set up some chick was. With- a great night is what it looks like he's, he's about probably to
3: do. gonna go to the disco and set up about a hundred keyboards
0: <laughs> now that's just mean i'm a keyboard player too and while it's true that that's probably what he was doing he's no drummer hey yeah that's fine he, he's gonna look good doing it that's for sure <laughs> the drummer's like i'll just fucking play whatever it is but us keyboard players have to hang oh Herb. yeah yeah intimidating he right I love it. anyway i got that and i remember looking at my dad and him just going oh Jesus like okay that's good <laughs> and I got uh Emerson Lake and Palmer's um the the, the live three record set oh, welcome okay. back my friends is that what it's called to the show that never ends <laughs> ladies and gentlemen that's the lyrics. Emerson Lake yeah. and Palmer but also a guy that, with like oh, 22 different keyboards yeah, absolutely yeah no, that's actually the name of the album oh, <laughs> anyway, <okay>. so <laughs> so there you go and then some bullshit prog rock thing like Renaissance or something like that. Yeah. So uh, there you go. You've, you've heard that shit. What is about
1: you? Jeez. I don't. I know what I had really early. I had, um, oh, now it's coming back to me. I had Pump, Aerosmith Pump. Oh, yeah. I tape. had that yeah. one. I had the tape of that. I listened to the crap out of that. Yeah. 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 That was a good one. And I also. Oh, were you
0: a teenager at this time? Or are you still early on?
1: No, I would have been. No, that's going to be like 10, 11, That's yeah, what we're looking for, is that early stuff? Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. I can't think of anything before. I think that's when I had my that's
0: first That's the one where in. there's a truck on the cover and yes. it looks like it's fucking another truck, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. The that's 12. why they called it Pump. They did. You probably didn't get that when you were 10, but yeah. No. Okay.
1: But now my future self is talking to my past self, <laughs> and my past self does get it. <laughs>
0: going, hey, you were so badass. Matt just I figured those... out what
3: loving an elevator means. <laughs> too. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, right? Crazy.
0: <laughs> Living uh,
1: up when you're going
3: down. Yeah, right? Oh. It was in the video and everything.
1: <laughs> oh, so it was that. I also had weird owl fat. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, so it was kind of a good. So yeah, good. I had some weird
3: owl
0: types early on. As well of material.
1: Yeah. Right, Bel Biv, DeVoe came, came soon oh, after right that. on. Or that was, was
0: a sexy, sexy, sexy album. It was good. That Was was it a... Especially... Slip, slap it up. Flip it, rub it down.
1: rub it down. It it down, it, down. Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> true story. I uh, lived in a house called the Purple House. <laughs> oh, John yeah. Briggs uh, hung out there a bunch. Okay.
0: Indeed. And, Hold on a sec. Oh. Okay. Oh, wow. So, you had, like, Love in an Elevator and Janie's Got a Gun. Yep. Yes. That was a big Don't album. Don't Get Mad, Get Even. Yes. That was a monster. Young Lust. That was a cover, right? Yeah, Yeah. everyone had that tape. Oh, F-I-N-E, fine. Talk about country songs. There you go. That is a country song. That's a country song. "Ah, F-I-N-E, fine. Yeah, "Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what, Aerosmith's version of a country song, right? Now he's doing country, though. No, I know. How fucked up is that? That's weird. So hang on, the, the Purple House so, is this this out uh, this house in Newmarket, right? Newmarket, no, New Hampshire. It was in Dover. Dover right? across Dover, New Hampshire? From, uh, from the high school. Then I have never been there. I went to no. the one you were in, in oh, Newmarket, okay. but yeah. yeah. Different place.
1: Uh, a bunch of us a bunch of bunch of uh, ten of us live there. no, maybe seven of us live there. And uh but anyway, they made me throw that out, but they saw that I had poison and they made me throw that album. Really? Really? Yeah. That was
0: that's a shame. That was like you said, you know how like some of you, you you like it and you don't like it and you realize later on you like that's it. That's right. That's a fucking great album. Yeah. If you can hit it it doesn't handle the test of time very well but No. Yeah. But if you can go there it's still good. Yeah. I might Once you past the retro then it's like yeah. Maybe, hot
1: se- maybe seduce the wife with it.
3: Well.
0: Yeah, give it a shot. <laughs> 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 you mean you haven't done that already? All right, <laughs> uh, no. But, uh, well, there you go. So you, you spice it up a little with the yeah, uh, the me and the crew used the to do her line. <laughs> that will be the one <laughs> that gets it. Yo, slick blow. Yeah, that
1: one too. <laughs> Whatever works. <Yeah. laughs> Did you just call me slick? No, Barbie, I didn't.
0: Uh. <laughs> so what else? So, so, so uh, you got Aerosmith Pump and some uh, Weird Al. And right, other early influence stuff. When was the first time you like fell in love with, like, really fell in love with, like, a record? You were like, "Ah, oh, Jesus, that's that's the album, the CD, that's the." I gotta say, the I just most can't stop listening. To this.
1: The most influential album of my life. Uh, I hated at first. Yeah, Hated, and it just grew on me like a plague. And now, like, <laughs> I, I I recognize it for its brilliance. It'll nothing will ever impact me the same, and that's okay, computer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a hell a Radiohead yeah. just crushed me and once I realized exactly what they were doing, which is mm-hmm. everything. Like They paid <laughs> attention to everything.
0: Yeah, Radiohead, I, OK Computer, was a, it was a massive album for a lot of reasons. I think it was one of the first, I don't say first, but it was one of those albums that was right on the face, super artistic, just yes. not fucking caring about commercialism in the least and became a commercial success rather than in my opinion rather than in spite of that but because of that where it you looked out my grandfather from forever ago i played some early things that i wrote for him and he he, he just sort of didn't like any of it and you just looked at me and he goes you should never ever ever underestimate the audience ever because i was just a little guy trying to make popular kind of music yeah mm-hmm. and he just looked at me like just basically gave me a a you know sort of a mental slap right there just like Never underestimate the audience. He was a musician in the '40s, and uh, that that album was like that. Like yeah. they're just like, no, we're not going to try to do something popular. We're going to do what we'd like. Fuck everything, and everybody rose to it. What a great album! Yeah,
1: it's funny. Like, and I've, I I experienced that a lot where I will not like. It's more like I don't. It it can irritate me. Something can, I can listen to music and it can irritate me. And it just, for some reason, like, I, I don't know what it is. It's just, it's not what I was expecting, what I was talking about before. i need to be surprised. I need something different. And just for that, parts of it irritated me because I wasn't used to that tonality, that sound. Um, but then as it, it was sort of forced upon me in, in my college dorm, like I just, it was coming from everywhere. Yeah, everyone had that. Right. Idea. From chemo uh, and John lived across the room oh, okay. uh, the hall, and it was like blaring at me all the time. I would, actually what, what uh, I didn't have a computer, and so I would go in our, uh we had a buddy chemo um, I went in to like write papers on his computer and they would be playing that album over and over and over, and then I start my musical mind started turning on it, and I'm like, "Oh wait, no, that's a line of five in there. oh yeah, that's kind of cool." or oh wait, yeah, look at how the thing just like, cascades from left to right, or "Oh wait no, no." and I just started like getting these little nuggets from it until i i woke up and i and i just was amazed at how brilliant how how much intention they put into it
0: there's so many reasons why people love music right mm-hmm. and i think one thing is just my opinion's uh but throwing it out for maybe you, uh, you propose this idea like a lot of people just love that hug that it gives them so like if you're in a shitty mood you just fucking turn you know rage on you put a bomb track on or something that is going to immediately embrace me yeah it's gonna go big hug there are other people out there that know what this is like here's your feelings right now right just reflected back at you it's this instant thing it's like taking a you know it's like just just whatever dropping a shot at Jack Daniels it's like that's gonna happen right now right but I think that's cool I think just like really amazing novels uh amazing long stories, things like that. A novel's probably a good example. You know how you read a a, a book that somewhere down the line you realize that you're just completely engrossed in? A lot of the times, it's going to take you a couple of reading sessions Mm. to get through the bullshit. And it's not that it's bullshit. It's that it's not giving you what you want, right? And I think, for me, albums like that, Uh, when i was a a little guy i had a i was about classical music right so everything's always in tune on time everything's perfect oh yeah i remember listening to kind of blue like my friend was playing kind of blue when i went over and just going this sucks right you know like i'm like i don't know 13 or (laughs) something no because i'm going like because it's out of tune and the guy's not playing right it was i just didn't get it right and from the background you know i have classical musician parents and shit they weren't they're not equating sex with music right they're just you know listening to music right and it took a little while to make that jump then of course you make the jump and you go oh my god look what i've been missing right um yeah okay computer that there's a number of albums that are that that sort of present that alternative look i mean if you go back a little ways look at like zappa right sure yeah you know those kind of things they come across you're like, you're listening to Peaches and Regalia or whatever. You're going, this, this is just, this sucks. I don't even get it. It's like, fuck you, right? But then down the line, it has that shit that you that you needed all along. Yep. But you're just not going to get in one quick hit. You're going to need to go back. Yeah. What a super influential album.
1: Yeah, yeah, basically, it changed rock music for me. It changed the way that, that I write and the way that I think about it.
0: Mm-hmm. That one
1: did. Because it was all Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam and Nirvana for, like, before sure, that. Sure, sure. And there, I mean there's place for them but it's not like yeah, it's
0: doesn't, one doesn't negate the other in no, any way right right you can go you
1: could. out and yeah. you're
0: like oh i'm in you gone right sure you know? but there's
1: like an evolu- there's an evolutionary factor to to okay computer it's like yeah. this is now different
0: yeah i mean that's part of it too i don't think you can look at that kind of stuff completely outside of its own context if you look at like um well i mean radiohead is a a great classic example of what we're talking about where he goes
2: Oh yeah,
0: I'm a creep, and they go into the chorus, and the whole place goes fuck nuts, right? It's yeah. like there's your, you know, example of here's that feeling that you were looking for, right? right? You know, you're the only one at the party, and like <laughs> fuck you, here it comes, right? <laughs> and that's the thing you go to. There's an evolution to Radiohead too. So I, I, for me, like I'm sort of like proud. I'm like, oh, check out what my guys are doing now. They've right. evolved, you know, and so it's not just. Listening to the songs in their own little frame in a gallery you've never been to, you know, you you know the artist, you know, you kind of follow them through that, through that process, you know. Anyway, for me, yeah, what a what an amazing album, right? Did you? Are you the kind of person then you'd start writing stuff like that? Were you writing at the time?
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. It it definitely changed the way that I write. Um, I mean, you're a sum of all your parts, so you know, I've I've had a lot of influences in my life, but. Definitely when I, I mean, even still like stylistically, even I don't think I sound like him at all, but I like I try to, I'm kind of trying to sound like that when I write. Like, well, I, I want to be I, OK Computer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be, want to be Jim Morrison. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
3: yeah, I mean, OK Computer was a huge album for other, I mean, Matt and I went to college together, we were the same age, whatever, uh, but other friends of ours uh, stylized their album entirely after okay computer so they had what was it called was it okay tomato, okay tomato is yeah. what it was and they made their own concept but like is the, this a band that i know or uh beefcake messiah was no, the name no, of the band I, No, yeah. no one no. loves um, me but, but mouth but just you.
1: fade away yeah no, that no, one, no it was great it was a great, cool. great album they, is that um, one of their songs yeah yeah cool. was still my head.
3: and they uh, but they kind of uh retooled some of their songs to kind of fit in with this concept that they created that was based on the the radiohead thing right and uh but yeah, it was a good album. I w- I remember being really impressed with those guys because I was like, "Whoa, these are dudes I know and they made like a real quote-unquote album, you know, that sounds really good and whatever." Right.
0: Um, but that yeah. I that idea of reaching through your influences uh, that, that's well, I mean, it's interesting. It depends what you're trying to make, but if you're going to make what everybody would call popular music, I mean, the, the idea of that music would be that it's going to be relatively simple to communicate. Yeah, if I'm listening to something popular, the expectation would be that I can get it relatively quickly. That's why you get the chorus, you know, that, that says the same thing 22 times in a row or whatever. But at the same time, what influences are you going to use? You're going to expect the listener will have heard something, some. Somehow similar to this, right? And that they're going to have that sort of stereotypical reaction. I don't think people are as, as analytical as I'm being right now. But if you go, tick, jack, boosh, tick, tick, boosh, tick, tick, boosh, like the stereotypical reaction is, the girls will probably go up and dance and they'll probably try to get their boyfriends to dance and whatever, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. And then you end up with like Love Shack or something, right? <laughs> but that's not a bad thing. It's just that's what dance music is, right? So if we said, hey, we're going to write a song and it's going to go, Now you're going to go, well, how do you, do you reflect off that? Do you embrace it? Are you going to make fun of it, right? You know, how does your musical experience fit that? So I don't think you're, you're not plagiarizing a song. You're just using that influence, right? Yeah. So it's interesting when you start looking at, okay, well, what happens if OK Computer is your popular music reference, right? (laughs) Right. Remember how bands bands did that with uh, Tool, too, right? Right. And so... And it's almost cool that you're like, I'm making popular music that is referencing like this really sort of, I don't want to say niche band. I mean, they're, very, they're like super popular niche band, you know? And, uh, but not the most accessible, is the thing. Yeah, right. which it's it's almost like now you're cooler than if you were copying Love Shack or whatever, right? right? Like, oh, uh, you copy Love Shack, it'll be easy. But if you copy, not copy, if you're using that as like a, a jumping off point. But if you're going on the bass and the drummer's doing some bullshit, it's like okay, now it's like, oh well, they're cool because they're you know using this. But uh, no, but that's the thing. So like listening to the Pale Fighter stuff. I didn't get that. I didn't get like this. Oh, Good. this dude is Good. like just <laughs> copying this thing yeah. and then writing his own lyrics and all that. I mean, that was where at least my attraction to it was. Uh, can you still hear the the Pale Fighter stuff? Is there a way of of, of the people who listen to this podcast can listen to Pale Fighter?
1: Oh, um, yeah, it's on. Uh, it's on like I, Google, Muse, yeah, what you is get it? Google Music. Yeah, Google Music, and get it at the iTunes Store. Oh, it's at it, it's yeah, at iTunes. Probably oh, it's on, iTunes. on Amazon. <laughs> I don't.
0: <laughs> Great. I'll look it up while you guys are talking. Cool. But
1: actually you know what i wanted to know briggs do you have a like did you have an aha moment with a particular album growing up are you fucking just changed everything because i I don't know that about you i don't know i mean i
3: i got way into nirvana you know like as everyone did i guess and i listened i listened to that album a lot yeah Uh, never mind yeah but uh no i don't know not really i mean i guess certain things kind of resonated with me when i heard them i was like oh yeah this is for me like zappa for instance yeah i mean i heard you know i used to listen to like the kids in jazz band who were older than me talking about music or whatever and be like, oh, okay, I'll write that down and go get an album or whatever. But when I heard Zappa, I was like, oh, okay, this is awesome. This is for me. Yeah. So that was one for me. but
2: cool.
3: Zappa. No, Nothing in particular, no like aha sort of moment. Um,
0: Zappa was cool because you get the bonus of him saying bad words. Yeah, exactly. Saying shit that your parents don't want you yeah, to know. Yeah, totally. totally. I love it. Yeah. I love yeah. everything about it. I remember hearing Don't Eat the Yellow Snow. Yo. What's the live? the live... He has like a, a sort of a breakthrough live album. One of his live albums got oh, the neon on the front. Live at the uh, yeah, that one. Uh, I should look it up.
1: But uh, oh wait, you can't do that live. Wait, is it
0: live that's, in New that's, York. Live in New York. Oh, that's yeah. the okay. one. Yeah, right? that was a huge album. Yeah, and he's he does like he has like all these and you're like wow he doesn't even just like hide in his studio and no, say like, bad words he goes like, out in front of people t- titties and says and beer on
3: drums right. wearing a devil mask being the devil you know and slaying on drums like <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty funny yeah, is it any wonder that i like that album so much right, right? <laughs> like, i remember just listening to that thing over and over and over and over again absolutely for me as like a 14 year old person you know yeah. dude whatever like you know titties and beer was hilarious yeah. illinois anima bandit all <laughs> illinois sort of anima bandit exactly right man but then you get like the black page version yeah. one and two you know there's like some really yeah intense interesting stuff on there as well as just the yeah
1: you know you know what kills me is the is the least ridiculous tune that i ever do and that's Sofa what is it sofa Two? Oh yeah and i am yeah the... oh, that's great kills me every time
3: that's uh one size <laughs> fits all the,
0: this, this right this is a country song love thing <laughs> in your in your, yeah, that in is your past man yeah. i like this i don't have a problem with this i like this uh, matt you should see this you're like you're if you type in pale fighter like bam you're like actually got a spot on google and everything so wow. you're killing the game here i'm awesome. out there <laughs> you should. You gotta. You gotta send them a uh, a picture. I gotta get my website back up and. Swan dive bomb and Calliope both killing. Callilope, my friend. I'm sorry, I can't read that well anymore. That's okay. <laughs>
1: Calliope's the instrument. Callilope is the person. Yeah, there you
0: go. Look at that. Yeah, URL. are rolling. Yeah. So anybody who's into what we're talking about here, uh, do you have something? Uh, I'm assuming. I'm sorry. I'm calling this out because I'm assuming that was the most recent um, release that you made was was, was the Pale Fighter stuff. Were you guys ever in a band together? I played bass in the live version of uh, Pale Fighter. Yeah, when we released. How do I not know this? When we released, really? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, Briggs does this to me all the time. He's like, he obviously you know Briggs. He doesn't talk about like what he does. He just (laughs) sort of does it, right? He played with everybody, like all this (laughs) shit. Like I have no idea. Everybody in like a five mile radius of this one spot. (laughs) That's you're being sweet, but no. (laughs) Right. That's fantastic. So, so, so Pale Fighter played uh, live for a while, or. No, I wasn't really. I wasn't in New Hampshire when you guys were playing. I was out of the uh I was in a nice down That's in right. Rhode you Island. were down. You, yeah, were down you
1: were down south. <laughs>
2: down south of Rhode
1: Island.
3: Southern, southern New England. Yeah, down in Rhode Island. That was uh, a yeah. Confederate, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, a
2: swampy area. I recorded eating hot uh, wieners.
0: I It's rec- <laughs> <laughs> Rhode Island. As you do. <laughs> okay. For the record, I wasn't eating hot wieners. Cold wieners then. <laughs> <laughs> no, they only make them hot. <laughs> I was uh, enjoying myself, some lemon ices. <laughs> and, oh yeah, and some uh, pizza that has no fucking cheese on it. <laughs> but whatever. Anyway, Anyways, you I, were, but you—I didn't know Pale Fighter played live.
1: So Kay. what ended up happening was uh, I recorded Swan Dive Bomb right and finished Swan Dive, Swan Dive Bomb right before I left for California. So that was 2007. Um, and then while I was out there, I was like, I got this full album, band and no, no band. It's just me. Right. So I started playing gigs ar- around San Francisco and Oakland. And taking the non plume pale fighter. So right. I was pale fighter, <laughs> which I thought was act. It didn't really fit. Actually, it was a little confusing. I think, but I went with it for a while.
0: Yeah. And it, it, later on, that became what everybody does: is name themselves some word. So that's yeah. where it is right now, right? You <laughs> yeah. know? So you were ahead of the curve on that one a little.
1: Uh, but I. I so I, when I came back, I did the. Uh, I recorded most of Kalilipi, Like I said, when I was in California, talking sort of about my experience there, had a breakup. Um and uh and then we got back and i was ready to release it um breaks and a few friends also played with me in a, a couple of release shows yeah and it was good
0: it was fun yeah i remember coming back coming up and going over to bob's i was in the area and going over to bob bob beale has a studio uh, in the area and i think he played something that you had been working on or something at the time i think you had borrowed somebody did you borrow somebody's keyboard or something did you have like a Rhodes in there or something? I do have a Rhodes. I that was Rhodes. it. I think yeah. your Rhodes was in it the was. place. I remember coming in, going, Oh, who cool, whose Rhodes it is? Like, oh, that's Matt. I'm like, oh cool. And I think you played something you were working on or but I'm just going like, Oh, this will be great. I didn't really know you. I knew you a yeah. little bit. And then like he hits the go button and I'm like, fuck, what the fuck is this? <laughs> wow. Like, who is this? You know, I had <laughs> yeah, no yeah. idea yeah, that that that's what like Matt's yeah. doing yeah. And, and that kind of shit. <clears throat> Thanks. Uh, I'm not going to put you on the spot but you do have the opportunity if you'd like if you can if you happen to remember something from there you're you're welcome to uh to play it in here. That wouldn't really fit the uh, unreleased thing cuz you've, uh, oh, you've played true. It
1: before but I'd have to down tune my guitar and yeah, stuff okay. so we that's would need to break. Good. Don't worry about it.
0: Don't worry about us. Uh anyway, but yeah, it's uh, it's right here on the uh, on on Google. So you guys played together in that but Correct. you had not played in anything else together. Mm-mm. No. Right. No. Nope. Just disc golf. Just disc golf we play that. So let's... Th- we have to talk about that for a sec. Sure. So I, I learned to play uh, disc golf uh, from Bob. Bob taught me how to play, which is weird because he doesn't... I uh,
3: talking about this guy.
0: He doesn't throw forehand. <laughs> it's like you he were here. We'll, He's haunting we'll, we'll, us. We'll, get, we'll, we'll have him on. But, um, but he doesn't... Uh, he doesn't throw backhand. And I'm, I'm more of a backhand thrower than a forehand thrower. But... Uh, for those of you who know disc golf it's basically uh what you'd think you're, you're throwing frisbee golf like frisbees but they're but they're lethal and and smaller and you can throw them wicked far. Yeah, you and don't want to catch one. Yeah, you wouldn't want to catch one. And the the point of it though is that uh you know you're throwing them towards a the basket trying to hit the chains and the reality though is that it's not like a golf course you usually plays. fucking people set it up in like stupid forest shit and stuff so you hit the <laughs> trees all the shit like that. Anyway, these guys are way better than I am, but I remember uh, going I don't think you were that you were along when when, when Matt played. Uh, Matt came along the first time, and Bob's like, "Yeah, yeah, you got to play with Matt; it'd be great." And Matt just, uh, you know, as you get better at disc golf, you can throw cooler discs. You know, you can throw heavier discs and discs that have a little more uh, action to them and all that. And I remember you just whipped out like this fucking star, like a <laughs> T Rex or something. It is if, a T Rex. Which, yeah. if I threw, it would just <laughs> immediately fall over and die, right? And you just kind of like huck it, and you hucked it, and it, it goes. <laughs> Like the wrong way and then it comes back the other way and then when it, fin- it finishes like goes stonk right where it's supposed to go i'm like what the fuck was that right but i'm trying to be cool it's my ass curve it, yeah but you're but you're 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 throwing uh uh Anheuser, right so yeah, it's yeah. like basically you're throwing it so hard it's going the wrong way and then it's coming back the right way and the the sum total of it is it goes fucking straight forever <laughs> anyway um, I know it's hard to hard to put onto a podcast, but yeah, you were a ma- major major inspiration to uh, to <laughs> to my disc golf thing. So I'm like, fuck that! I'm getting a destroyer and a T Rex. Yeah, and I can totally I can totally overthrow the destroyer now, but I still have trouble with my T Rex. Nice. So. It's not really a end disc. I still
3: have trouble with my T Rex. <laughs> <laughs>
0: actually, that's that's actually really true. Yeah. I do have trouble throwing the T Rex. <laughs> Short arms. <laughs> Anyways, disc golf. It's more fun than it sounds like. It's actually stupid fun. Also, you you know, you guys we get out early and everybody has beer and it's it's a it's a real chill time.
1: And there's actually a lot. There are a lot of courses around here. You wouldn't think in this, you know, but there are. Yeah, I played the Manchester course a couple of weeks ago, no, and it's really been. great. Yeah, yeah. Cool.
0: Well, it's also great because if you're a musician, you can play a late gig. You can get up yeah. and play disc golf at eleven or something. And yeah, it's, it's pretty it's, laid back. There's a ton the musician's of musicians lifestyle. that play disc yep. golf. It really does. Yeah, there may be a it's lot interesting. of interesting. Yeah, yeah, I don't smoke dope, but a lot of people smoke dope while they're out there in the. Uh, I would tell you, by the way, too. I just don't smoke dope. Sure. But yeah. yeah, it's kind of a disc golf thing, I guess, or it yeah. can be. It Doesn't have to be. Can well, be. I know that when uh, Bob was was sweet and got uh, we he helped me buy like the first set of sh- shit that I got, and he's like, "You're gonna need this bag." And I remember getting the bag and going, "Oh, this is where you put your water bottle, right?" And it's like this little, <laughs> it's like this little pocket, Can-sized. way way too small for a yeah. water bottle, right? And I'm like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "That's where you put your beer." I'm like, "Oh, that's where you put your <laughs> right, beer." Right. I'm the keyboard player. He's the guitar player. So those guys are always cooler. I
1: don't. I don't think I've seen one that actually comes with a bottle opener, though. They should. Someone should do that. Right. There's
3: usually that's like the a st- stump or right? a bench or something that you can open. Yeah, it's it yeah, true. Right. Right. <laughs> Cans are easier to pack in and pack out. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, so you were telling me before well, we started the podcast that you are working on some music education shit. Lay it on the people.
1: Yeah. Uh, so. Um, well, as I mentioned before, I, you, I have a music education background and degree, right. and education is really important to me, um, and I'd been doing a lot of video work and voiceover work, uh, just to, you know, sort of like kind of a general marketing type of thing, and, and uh, I, I did a, a course for a guy who paid me to do a course, it was like this 10-video course, and I thought to myself, hmm, could I make a, a, a music course, and when I looked around... Uh, online, I didn't see much out there for music fundamentals, music theory, ear training, how to read, all that stuff. You know, there's a lot of videos for how to play a certain thing or how to use this type of software, but but not really music fundamentals. And music fundamentals are are really important to me as well. Right. I think you you know you really do yourself a disservice as a musician if you don't know how to read music, if you don't understand theory. And the theory is so fun to me anyway. Music is just you know it's all these patterns, and they all you know sort of all interrelates. Um. So I I made uh, a couple courses. A, a how to read course, like twenty twenty five videos, and and a intro music theory course, twenty five m- videos or so. And I'm in the middle of a of an ear training course. And um my my e learning platform is called the Music Class. Okay, so it's the Music Class, mm-hmm. and uh, you can mu- the Music Class. Is is right. sort of how you can find it.
0: So uh, when you're doing like uh, how to read, right, is that from like a guitar player standpoint or a piano or just like reading in general? How did you approach it?
1: Reading in general, but I, al- I think the best instrument to learn ear training theory, how to read music, is actually the keyboard, is the piano, just because right. it's so sequentially laid right out there. So yeah. how I do it is on the bottom of the screen, you always have a keyboard that lights up when a note plays so you can see which note is getting hit as a note appears on the staff. So you can really equate the visual right. to the audio.
0: That's how I do it. Right. I think, I think the reason why most music schools and, and most young people, if they get really serious about music beyond just playing in a band, I think they, they approach the keyboard for a lot of reasons. One, you can play all of the notes of the other instruments. Because yep. like a flute is only two octaves of stuff. That's right. The other one is you can totally see what you're doing. Yep. And I think the big one is that you can only play each key or you can only play each note one way. Like yep. you can only play it by hitting this one thing. That's I right. I thinking of the same thing. Yeah. yeah.
3: All the notes are there and there's only one way to do each one. Right. Whereas on like a guitar or bass or something, there's multiple Four spots ways, where you can yeah. play the same pitch of the same note.
0: Yeah. I think it's also, it's a machine where like if I'm playing, I don't play well, but if I try to play the saxophone, I mean, you're actually breathing the, the life into the note. You're going here is the note, right? And you have all this control over the note and you can do all these different things. You know, um, I think the, as you go into the stringed instruments, they get a little more machine-like, but the, the piano or the keyboard is like the least connected to your body. The like, breathless
1: monster, Stravinsky, did you? Oh, yeah, you right, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So you're like, but you press the note and, uh, and then the machine does the work for you. Yeah. You know, I mean, you have a connection, but your connection is as far out on your body as it can be without going to the feet. Right. So um, I think there's that. Now, it's a little different in in today's day and age because you you can play the keyboard keyboards, which means you can generate a number of different sounds out of that. But um, if you're just breaking into the piano and the organ, looking at the piano I mean, you hit the note. And that fucking little guy is just dying in front of you. You know, you can't, yep. there's nothing you can do with that, <laughs> but once you hit it, like you hit it and it's just going to die. It's just, you're just growing flowers and watching them die. <laughs> and so that's... Time to dig another hole. Yeah. Well, that's it. You know, like, you just keep hitting it like, er, yeah. er, you can't bring that thing back. And I think there's a, an amazing sketch quality to that kind yeah. of thing. Um, speaking of that, uh, have you checked the new Radiohead?
1: <sighs> I wasn't, a, I don't... The burn the witch is okay, but yeah. I listened to the rest of it. and maybe it'll grow on me too. Yeah, but I like their last two albums a lot better. In rainbows, I loved, and yeah. then the one after Lotus. Did you watch
3: right?
0: the video?
1: And that that was a cool one. The that, that was were cool. cool I yeah, I like that. That tune's good, but the rest of it, I was just like. Mm. Mm. Well,
0: so here's the question. So, yeah. just throwing it out there. Um, I want to get back to what you were saying with yeah. the uh, with with the education. This kind of goes around. Yeah, if you can hang with me for a sec, I but, can hang. But when you're listening to, like, the new Radiohead, like, I haven't. I haven't sat down and said, I have a, I have a record, I have an album, and I'm now going to start here and just turn it on, and I'm probably too lazy ass to get up and flip it over, that kind of thing, it's not a record, right? Sure. Or a CD, and it's on, I'm too lazy ass to go and put a different CD in. Right. Like, the delivery system hasn't forced me to listen to the entire album in its entirety. Yeah. And I'm guessing that if I sat down and fucking listened to the whole thing, I would get it. My first impression was well, two things. One of them was each of these songs sounds like another popular band, like that, like Burn the Witch sounds like if they had to do their take on Coldplay, right? Yeah. And it's not just like the, a, a popular band, but like one of their popular songs from a popular band, which I'm gonna, I don't know, for all I know, this is all over the fucking internet, and I'm like the last guy to the poll here, <laughs> but. But I haven't looked. At, I haven't looked at it. But I, I feel like maybe that's a cool way of looking at an album. I know REM made their their big album, Stand. In the way you live. that that album is filled with songs that were designed around hit songs. Like that's is um, that Green, shake is it up wait, baby which, now, which, which is that the album? Or, or, no, that is, is that Automatic like, for the People? Which one Stand? I'll, I'll look it up. Hold on, the,
1: but uh, that might be Green. I can't remember.
3: But oh, that. It?
0: But I like yeah. that idea of using the structure of other songs. To create your own song. Again, you know, it's not a plagiarism thing. It's just sort of like where you're creating that popular yeah, that's connection. That's kind of what
3: people have been doing forever anyways, right? Like R- the folk tradition. Yeah, but you're not, you're not supposed to know that. You
0: know? <laughs> it's supposed <laughs> to that's be. That's behind the curtain breaks. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Stand was on... I'm, green, you're absolutely right. Um, but I remember hearing in a, uh, you know an article on that, and they're going, yeah, we just took our favorite, you know, wait a minute, right? and then they yeah. go and do their own version of... What they would do instead of that, and it was a really cool way of of setting up an album that everybody could dance to, but also enjoy on a number of levels. So again, I don't know if that's what what's going on with Radiohead, but that's that vibe I got out of yeah. it. The other vibe I got out of was piano, piano, fucking piano, piano, oh, yeah. piano, piano, yep. and and that's really cool because the piano has such a a bastard relationship with rock and roll, you know. Unless you're going, <laughs> you know it doesn't it, everything else returns immediately you go billy joel or elton john you know it goes into like this sort of romance thing sure yep and it's hard to present the piano
1: as the featured
0: instrument yeah and yeah. They, i thought they fucking killed it cuz yeah. you realize wow there's a lot of piano going on right throughout the whole whole thing do you play the piano and uh, do you do that kind of thing was that is that part do you write at the piano
1: yeah so you, there's a lot of Orchestration and piano on both of that albums, but in particular Kalilipi there's a lot of keyboards happening all over and I yeah, I wrote and did all that.
0: When you played live, would you would you always play the guitar or would you go to the piano? I play guitar. You play the guitar. Yeah. I mean I'm
1: yeah. oh like I'm proficient enough where I can make stuff happen, but I'm no I have I don't have chops like I don't have chops like you have jobs. Well that's nowhere that's near not, it's not I'm not a just chops saying. thing, yeah. Yeah yeah <laughs> but ah. but
0: to go around to what you were saying before I mean there's that thing again it's like this the the piano has this weird relationship with music where it seems to show up in almost every kind of music that's played indoors yeah and if you goes outdoors then the piano obviously has to morph into like an accordion or right. you know or, a guitar or, mostly right <laughs> yeah again guitar outdoors I don't know <laughs> but uh, <laughs>
3: something a little more portable
0: yeah Yeah, I mean, it goes into that thing. Basically, you're going to have to generate the sound somewhere. So it's going to come from some sort of bladder or you're going to blow air into it or whatever, right? right. But uh, no, it's true. But in today's, like right now in 2016, you can grab your little Casio keyboard and go out in the middle of a field and play. Sure. It just, for whatever reason, it doesn't have that same organic kind of connection to the fact that there's a cricket, like, buzzing <laughs> next to you. It's so weird, right? It's got this weird contrast. Yeah,
1: you don't really sit around the campfire with your keyboard, do
2: you? Well,
0: <laughs> well that's a, you, you guys out of your Star Trek guys, but, and Star yes. Trek people are going to kill me because I don't remember which one it is. Uh, but uh, you remember this one of those Star Treks where they're on some planet and the woman goes and rolls out her keyboard. Keyboard and starts playing it. It's like this rollout. I don't It's remember. a little rolled up keyboard, and she starts playing, and it fills like the room. You know, the the room, the outdoors with sound at the time. So I don't know how they were making the sound, but we should look, definitely look that. I don't up. remember. Yeah, I don't remember yeah, that. It's I totally a star particular episode from yeah, which is probably a next generation kind of thing.
1: But whatever. I'm in the middle. Of, I'm in uh, season six of Next Gen with Barbie right now. We're a big. Are... Star, we love sci fi. Yeah. I'm glad I married a woman who likes sci fi. So we're in the middle of Star Trek Next yeah. Gen. And I've cool. seen the other. Deep Space Nine, of course, and uh, and Voyager.
0: Yeah, Ooh. but oh, it's funny. Like, there's that problem. There's that. There's a little age thing there, right? Like, you you can't start Star Trek with Deep Space Nine. You just can't right, do right, that. Right. It just doesn't work. I know, but you know why I did is because I thought to myself, well, I must
1: have seen most of Next Gen as a kid, but it turns out I don't remember. Any there was a it. lot of episodes yeah, of that show.
0: Seven seasons. Yeah. Well, I think which one was it? Was Voyager that had like that? bullshit main theme too right it was like a brian adams fucking song or something oh i don't was i don't remember oh
1: it might have been no it actually might have been um star enterprise that had oh, the bullshit that's what theme. It Was yeah but actually something that, that you're mentioning now next gen has awesome music awesome
0: i have a little awesome bit of a music. i have a little bit of a confession here so i just did a uh, i did a project with a, a video game developer around here called star trek timelines and they licensed they they could they only had they could only really license one main theme yeah and uh i was talking with the dude and they they licensed the theme to the next generation that's the dog by the way uh yeah <laughs> the, the, uh, <laughs> jackie boy that's the dog talking now it's a little the, exactly so uh, and they, they licensed the theme to the next generation which was cool because it has all of the other main themes in it and you're like yeah, yeah. way so you can go yeah. 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 or you can play that so since they licensed it when we were doing the music I could like write those things into the whatever I'm writing yeah, yeah. so even in the middle of like these scenes or these battles or whatever you can just whip out like these unbelievable talk about pop music Yeah. like all you have to do is go Da, na, na. Yeah and, and you're like, like oh ah, ah. everyone's like, oh, 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 I get it. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with the composer and this composer, me, like the current composer at all. It has all to do with the original composition and how many times wow. you have heard it and that immediate connection that you get.
1: You know um, what I really like is sort of the I don't know what, what maybe it's the B theme from the original Star
0: Trek that wow. I like that
1: half step so thing. Good. It's yeah, so yeah,
0: cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's so, and it, but at the same time, that's so like Brady Bunch, and it's so yeah. like who is the who is that fucking composer at the time? Oh man, I'll remember his name. Uh, remember. It, he, there was like there were like three or four people that that wrote like a lot of those themes. Yeah, there was the guy who wrote all the "Moving On
2: Up," ju- ju- ju, yeah. this, all <laughs> those
0: things, and then it was that other guy. Uh, who i'll look it up while you guys are talking but uh (laughs) but yeah they were all these swinging it's almost almost like the tonight show theme right it's
2: like
3: these swinging 60s things and they put kind of a Ceremony sort of thing yeah. on there yeah. to make it yeah. outer space. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but even so, a lot. So in next gen, I've been noticing that you'll get, you will get some like really kind of cheesy 90s synth stuff or late 80s, early 90s. Sure. But the or, the orchestrated stuff is really, really badass. Yeah. Cool. And, and it's yeah. real. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the whole thing. On, composer. So I love it. It's been a nice little treat. <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched that show since it was current list. Of yeah um I, I used to remember like ryan baker would listen to ryan Baker's another friend he would oh, he uh, was in that band beefcake messiah that we were talking about I'm earlier just driving the car a, back on yeah, the road right so, <laughs> <laughs> so he he would say like I, I can't remember what i think it was planet of the apes he's like oh do you listen to that music and you know it really and i would never when watching films or tv i never paid attention to that in the past right, but right. I, I do now and it really really has an effect
3: well, I mean it has effect. an effect whether or not you're conscious of right. it, right? You yeah. know, you can cerebralize it if you need to, you know, but either way, you're hearing it and it's doing something. You it know, is. people, you know, freak out when the you know, the knife <laughs> hits or whatever.
1: The duck knife.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was Alexander Courage. I knew uh Alex Courage was the uh, original composer for the series, but I didn't know he wrote the theme music, but oh, apparently okay. he did. So shout out to Mister Courage. Mr. Courage. <laughs> Born in Oh, also known as Sandy, born in 1919 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and died at 88 in 2008, Pacific Palisades, California.
1: I mean, if you're going to die somewhere, might as well be there. Yeah, right. Right.
0: After a Uh, long and fruitful life. Orchestrated showboat in 1951. And the barn raising dance from Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No, no Friggs? <laughs> I've heard. Oh it, Jesus! But I don't okay. know what
1: it is. <laughs> the name sounds familiar. Seven. <laughs> yeah, brothers yeah. That's brothers. what I'm saying. Is, it a, is yeah. that a? Uh, is that a western? I don't. Know. Yeah,
0: it was like a western musical. It was like that. <laughs> it was like you know. But it was. It was. Uh, it was amazing because it was like they had like, the list of the things that uh, like each of the brothers would list what they wanted in a woman. And they're like, she needs to be sassy and, Ah. you know, have the face of an angel or whatever. Just so far beyond sexist. It's just (laughs) they like have these lists and they have different checklists, you know, and you're like it was that was just one of those things. If you were if you were in like I grew up in the uh, in the late 70s. Right, and so that kind of vibe at that point was, you know, really women's lib and all, and all those things would get on television, and you'd get this big backlash. I lived in a college. I lived in Durham. I lived in. Oh, you did. Where you guys went to school? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Wow, look at that. Gene Roddenberry hires him to write the theme music. Gene. (laughs) So, did you start at? Where did you start to get to the to the sixth season of Star Trek? So we started uh, well once again, it
1: was when I was sick, I was like, I need something to, wa- I need like yeah. something to pass the time. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, you know, uh, deep space nine is seven seasons yeah. of like 24 episodes. Cause I was like, I'll, I'll just, do you just this.
0: Netflix it or do you get the thing?
1: Uh, it yeah. this, I think this was on, yes, this was Netflix. Yeah. Um, and then concurrently Barbara and I watched, uh, Babylon five. Right. Uh, which started pretty well, but then in the end kind of yeah, really remember, sucked. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, so then after that I was like, well, I might as well try Voyager, and I ended up really liking that. And just sort of uh, all right. <laughs> might as well watch <laughs> watch next gen. Oh. But it's yeah. been it's been good. It's fun. I mean something you know, we'll watch like one episode before we go to bed or something at
0: night. And it's a good way to just chill out and hang out. So what are you listening to <laughs> yeah. now? Do you do you listen to any new music? Um
1: I mean, I move around. I like to hear something, like I, like I said before, I, I like it when something surprises me. Yep. Um, and that, that usually takes, it doesn't happen all the time. So, you know, I went through, a, I have other big influence, um, Rufus Wayne writes a big influence for really? me too. Do you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, in fact, actually, this the tune that I played, the country tune, yeah. is sort of
0: like one man guy. It's got a little people bit of,
1: people know when they see us, you. Know, yeah, man, like, I, I man, think, like kind of that thing.
0: Yeah, I don't think they're, Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think I would ever have put those two together in one way. Yeah,
1: that's what I mean. Um, but anyway,
0: so he's not new. But
1: then uh, I don't know. I'll listen to. But he is.
0: I mean, I. I, That's what I mean. Like, what are you? It doesn't have to be new. What are you listening to right now? Are there new uh, acts? Do you hear music now that that lights you up? So the last thing that, that I that I liked
1: was, and I'm not sure that I liked the whole. Thing that they do, but I, I heard a tune. Do you know Snarky Puppy? Have you heard uh, them? Absolutely. absolutely yeah. <laughs> I work at Berkeley. <laughs> uh, are they? Ber- I, I don't know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> They're I'm like sorry. the ultimate Berkeley. Yeah, I don't. No, I don't know. Yeah. No, um, right. So there's the the song Lingus. Are yeah. you familiar with oh, that yes, one? Am, oh yeah, my right. God. So yeah. Kelly Bauer posts that on FB. Kelly oh, Barr is a uh,
0: a local guy who plays the organ. <laughs> he's a monster. He plays bass with his left hand while he's playing. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah he's what's the name of their? They have like a the the, the least organ. Yeah, the least organy name band. The demon. Ever, the demon. The but, demon. But it's a great band. Yeah. Anyway, I'm awesome. sorry, I interrupted. Keep going. No, no, no. So he
1: posted on on the Facebook. I don't know a month ago or something. And I was like, okay, Kelly says this is pretty cool. I've never heard of this band. The band, like the name of the band, is stupid. I know like, it's snarky, Tommy. It I'm like, <laughs> oh my fit. god, this is gonna be dumb. Yeah. But I I. I saw the live Lingus, and it was so tight and ba- it shocked me the the keyboard player is zawanul like out of this world I, I get you yeah, so good did it killer um and you, you like you see that so I was watching I was like, i dig this doom boo, doo doom like it's got this nice it's sort of a it's a five phrase, and then they go, doo do do did it did it which is which is five beat uh bars and yeah. like i you know i'm sort of like digging in on on the on the theoretical aspect of yeah. it yeah. and the guitar player i was like oh he's pretty good he's pretty good and then they get to the this the keyboard player and I just lost my shit <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> lost it I mean he just starts with this nice little rude yeah. like this nice little road line it's nice and quiet and soft and then he just rips the face off the mother <laughs> and uh, and then like and so I, I was like I gotta listen to this again and it, th- this is when I love music is when I have to listen to this thing again right and Absolutely. then I realized the horns are the tightest Horns, like they are so tight. They're playing these really weird, like hard, complicated rhythmic stuff, yeah. um, trading off with the keyboard at the end of the tune. That I'm just like, how are they even this tight? They sounds like one guy with like three different mouthpieces <laughs> in his mouth, and like his hands with like some sort of tentacle adjustment that are playing right. three saxophones at once. You know, it sounds like one dude playing all three because it's so tight. Um, so um, that that was the last one that really <clears throat> affected me was Lingus.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at it here. I I don't know the the material quite well enough, but I know that they're... So I don't know about that particular song, but I know that um, because I'm trying to look it up fast. I don't think I'm going to get it while we're talking, but um, many of their stuff, many of their uh, albums have been recorded just... In the studio, they all—that's actually yes. them actually playing it. I know, it. and that's Dude, what they're not me. dubbing it all down and editing it, right? More name drops. So
1: I played it for Andrew May, and the car yeah. he came back, and we were we were we were driving around, and, and I played it, and he like he was shocked yeah, as his, I was. His shit goes nuts, right? Yeah. And then I said, and that was live, and he's. Yeah. You know like, live, I mean, yeah, they're uh, in the uh, studio. They have a little <laughs> audience,
0: but quiet, and they don't, they don't, the audience doesn't make any noise and they just it's play it. Still, yeah, the end. right. Uh, Andrew May is, uh, I, I, I can't even characterize the guy. He's one of the guys around here that um, made a fantastic career in music. Um, he's front of house and uh, monitors for so many amazing world tours. Uh, you know, yeah. he was, he just did monitors recently for the, was the last, that last dead show at like fucking Wembley Oh right, or something that. Huge. like that. Oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'd love to have him on sometime too. So, uh,
1: but yeah, what kill, what killed okay. me about the, the keyboard player in particular is you hear him do double runs, like yeah. left and right hand playing the, yeah, same, playing the same ridiculous the same runs. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I, I can't even, I mean, I'm just not,
0: yeah, well, you that you can't is. love Chick Corea without learning how to do that yeah. at least a little, <laughs> yeah. and that's like, but, that, but that's like a keyboard player thing. Like that's a guitar <laughs> player. <laughs> Every guitar player who plays metal at some point, at some point had to figure out how to the double kind hand tapping tap? thing, right? Sure. How do you actually, play the solo from Crazy Train? Or well, that's, you have to do that, right? Sure. And you'd learn that, you know, the the thing where you reach over with your hand and hit the thing and all that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's like the a nerdy keyboard player version of it. Is everybody hears Spain or something? And they're like, oh, yeah. I got to learn how to play two hands. But the truth is, That sort of like comes from. Um, it comes from a lot of uh, Latin American types of material, yeah. And um, Montuno and all that is done two handed, but um, it's definitely a skill that some people get and some people don't. I love that guy is the yeah. killer. Yeah, you know? yeah.
1: I love yeah. seeing things that there's no possible way I can do, and just <laughs> I love I love seeing that stuff.
0: Uh, we were talking about uh, when you when you're stepping out uh, Briggs We were talking about um, you know things now that you're listening to. Sure, and it doesn't have to be new, but obviously that one new to that you one got you going. Yeah. What else are you listening to, Matt Garano?
1: I mean, it ranges. Like, I love rap. Yeah. Uh, but it, you know, I, what, I don't know the newest, newest rap stuff that I heard that I really dug. Um, Tallest man on earth, was is, oh, I saw you at that show. Actually, were you there? Yeah, I saw you while that you was were a waiting. Great
0: from show. Me. Man. He's
1: really good. I've, I've yeah. dug him for a while.
0: Yeah. Uh, I had no idea I was gonna like that show. We saw him at uh, Prescott Park outdoors. Uh, this is uh, obviously a not very tall person. No, no, he's a short little guy, <laughs> right? And uh, was much more famous. Than I. I just wasn't hip to his vibe. Yeah, but I mean, they just fucking packed the place, and and they you, know, you had a band and the whole thing. and came through, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's a little dramatic for me. For yeah. for me, I would I I prefer a little more intimate um, presentation. Like the drama could come from inside rather than from the the presentation of it. It's a you little dancy for me, but... uh
1: You should listen... If you haven't heard it, you should yeah.
0: listen to his early albums. That's what I'm saying. Because it's just him. Yeah. Oh, you know it. Okay, yeah, yeah. If he's just singing yep. and playing by himself, I'm totally digging it. Yeah. I'm listening the whole... I'm like right there. And you could tell... I mean, this is an... Like you were saying before, it's an evolution of this artist where he's moving to a larger sort of format. He's yeah. playing with the band kind of situation. <clears throat> but... And in that situation, you don't get that immediacy. It's funny... um, you know i think all of us who write you know you write the material a lot of times by yourself and you bring other people in and the material changes and that's a good thing um but sometimes the sharp edges of the material are the good thing and bringing other people in it's really difficult sometimes to 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 keep the integrity of those sharp edges because everybody's kind of trying to do what you want them to do. This is sort of the older version of me. You're like, "Hey, Matt, can you play it this way?" You probably can't. Even if you did, you probably it may not be what motivates you well. And when I flipped over and started playing on other people's material forever ago, that was when I started realizing, "Oh, I'm doing the same thing." Yeah. So I think great sidemen, you know, or great people who play on other people's albums or people who are great collaborators will look for those sharp edges and retain those sharp edges. I don't know that that really worked in his band. I feel yeah. like his band was made up of people who were great musicians, but they were kind of doing their own thing in his song. Yeah. And that can be beautiful. But I ended up with going to see that show just not actually hearing a lot of the words. and Because I don't feel like the songs were written for you to hear what I'm saying over all of these other things, yeah. but rather... This is how it would sound if I was playing it by myself, yeah. by myself with the my guitar. And he plays fast, and he says fast. And by the time it gets out through the speakers, you're like, "Wow, it's a lot of shit going on." But I don't remember why we were doing this in the first place. So I think there's that. I think a lot of the people in the in the audience knew the material, and so they were hearing it in a fresh way, right? But those people that didn't maybe quite didn't get the uh, get the plan.
1: Yeah, when Barbara and I sat down, I was disappointed that he had a band because I was so used to the the him solo thing. Yeah.
0: Um, and I thought I thought
1: it was uh, pretty good, but I would ra- I like his his solo. Well, he did better. a couple yeah. of pieces by he himself, yep.
0: and it's so funny because he did like two songs by himself, and then uh, like everybody went up and danced. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> why are you dancing when the band's not there? And I'm like, oh, I see why you're dancing when the band's not there. Because what do you want? Also, he, he's an artist. He's been doing this for whatever you know. I don't know how many 15 years. I don't know. How he's yeah. doing it by himself. Yeah. And then now you have a band. You can't expect the same depth of connection with this new setup as you would have that you did 14 years So,
1: So, he was one of those when I heard his song, The Wild Hunt. Yeah. Uh, I was in California and I heard that tune. That was a whoa, like an aha. Yeah, moment it's a for killer me. song. You know? It actually, so I learned that tune. It changed the way that I play guitar, like his, his right hand. I'd never really played that way before. Yeah. And so that it was helpful for me.
0: Yeah. I think it was pretty influential. With, the, uh, with that style of the sort yeah. of like quick, yeah. quick right hand. He's not playing all the strings all the time. Yeah. It's got that little bit of synaptic, <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> that,
0: that quick, quick light feel, which you get from like drum and bass, you get from a lot of different types of music, but not usually just some dude with a guitar. You know?
1: So my last tune on Kalilopi, knockoff is
0: is because of that right yeah, hand. That feeling, yeah, yeah that thing. Yeah, it's yeah. how are you listening to new music? Do you listen to do you listen to off your computer? Do you mind if I ask? I'm sorry. I don't it's oh, yeah. private.
1: Uh so I will I've been a big um uh Pandora guy. Yeah. Like just putting on a station and it letting it go. I've I've gotten a lot of mileage out of my It's um,
3: a good way to discover
1: new stuff. Yeah. Like I, one of the best things ever was a friend said I have a um uh a St. Vincent station on right on mm-hmm. um on on Pandora. And, and, and that gave me um like so so many artists. It gave me Sufjan and Stevens. I didn't know Sufjan and Stevens before uh, then. Okay. It gave me um Grizzly Bear, who yeah. I love. Yeah. Uh just a lot of a lot of a lot of musicians I listen to. Now so that and um I've I've sort of been transitioning over to Spotify. I don't think I I don't know if I like it as much. I mean you the I thing like is Spotify. it's I know you do. But is there a way so I've been listening to their uh their some of the They're not really stations, but some of the... That radio feature or whatever, or they have a kind of Pandora-esque. Yeah,
3: I don't don't
0: actually like those radio stations as much. I like Discover Weekly. Oh, so I should check that that out. I still don't know how to use it. No, you don't use it. It, They just... What happens is whatever you're listening to, they make up their own version of Pandora basically out of what you've been listening to, which is great, and... Until if, you,
3: if you listen purely for your own pleasure.
0: Right. But then when Briggs comes <laughs> over and we work I, on I a song. I practice a lot of like classic oh, rock songs or
3: whatever. So right. my Discover Weekly right. is like Bad Company and <laughs> thing, you know, things like that.
0: Or Briggs will come over and we're trying to write something together. And we end up going like we were listening to EPMD the other day. Which oh, yeah. I actually liked. But we can but listen it, to some yeah, bullshit that it doesn't make any sense. And then all of a sudden next week my Discover Weekly is like rocking along. And then I get some shit like ukulele and fucking glockenspiel and, Spiel and <laughs> when this song which i hate listening to sounds like a fucking subaru commercial and it's like popping out of nowhere and i'm driving like to you know to somewhere i'm like what the fuck so there are times where the you can't look you can't pandora you can't go to the discover Weekly, League go i hate that never play it again. oh you
1: can't give it a thumbs down
0: no and so it's kind of good and bad because the truth is if i'm i'm horrible so if i can thumbs down shit I'll just thumbs down anything I'm not in the mood for. Yeah. So it really, it's actually a good thing for me to not. It be able to do you. that. Yeah, I have to listen.
1: You're now reminding me of of some musicians. What? I had I've cool. had an electro uh, like, uh, EDM phase lately. You did that's what it was. Wow. So uh, that I didn't see coming. Dead Mouse. Dead Mouse. Yes. And um, uh, Mord Fustang. Okay, I don't know that. Don't know that one. So, okay, so. Dead Mouse is really cool. This is why I like Dead Mouse. He'll like, I mean, he'll he'll groove for a
0: while on the same thing. Are we supposed to call him Dead Mouse or is it Dead Mouse Five? Dead Mouse. Oh, is it? I'm like, not Dead Mouse Five. But the last thing's a five. It is a five. <laughs> it's not an S. Well,
3: in the Jackson Five cartoon from the '80s, the F was the numeral five, right? No way. Wasn't it? I don't know. I can't I think remember. It was was that the '80s? I don't know. So whatever. I
0: think you're right. Yeah. I'm gonna look that up while we're we so talking. There you go
1: jackson yeah no i think
3: no
0: but right. then you'd say it the same way either way so fuck you
1: <laughs> uh, yeah whatever <laughs> i'm sorry so, so dead mouse, dead mouse. Five, right? so uh so he'll do this thing like <laughs> one one of the things that i've uh that like sort of shocked me of him is he'll do this thing where he's going op, 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 and he'll like just start to sharp the note just a little bit oh, okay. just a little bit just forever for like I don't know 128 bars until it reaches the note that they sort of crescendo into. He'll do that sort of stuff where Mord Fustang, he he splices a lot of different stuff together. There are samples all over the place, so it's a little bit more complicated in the composition, um, but equally fun. So those are those are the two that I've really I really dug lately.
0: Yeah, I think it's uh I think it's easy for someone like me to make fun of that, but you know, that's it's because it's so much shitty EDM. Oh yeah, and, but yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. even that the EDM is But so do you bad. think Dead Mouse is shitty EDM? No I don't. Yeah. No. But but I don't have I don't have a deep think but Dead Mouse is like early on, so I listened to that kind of shit. I listened to that shit before it was cool, Mac well, I, I mean. So I, I, didn't. I, yeah, I listened I was to that talk- guy when was he was old. called Dead Mouse. <laughs> right. I don't even know how to say his <laughs> name. He didn't even have that fucking Mickey Mouse hat on. He just had a little Mickey Mouse hat on. It was actually a Mickey Mouse hat. Um <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, and so, but it's not even that the EDM. It's cause there's nothing wrong with EDM. It's just I think it's been co-opted by the 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 shitty rich white kid in in, yeah. in Las Vegas who just wants to you know go to a pool party. And <laughs> and, and well, there's and,
1: only so much Skrillex I can hear. I mean, he does the one bass thing, and then that's But that's it. even
0: different because that's like the sort of subset of it. Yeah. But I think the other thing is that obviously it's easy to uh, to to just get pissy at um. At somebody who's hitting a uh you know and i'm not saying it's a dead mouse thing but uh but someone who's hitting the ipad like, yeah play and yeah, yeah, just yeah. like raising their hand um it's funny I, I don't god i can't remember what it was on certainly from a performance standpoint well, it's not as cool yeah so I had this is the cool little story where who's the guy from um the beastie boys not cut chemist um uh, the, 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 the 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 turntable guy from the Beastie Boys, oh. God damn it, yes, Master, Master Mike. Mike, right? So, um, he's like, I was, I was listening to some fucking podcast, and they were talking to him about going to like the World Series of turntabling or whatever, right? <laughs> and awesome. he had just come back, and and it was funny because he totally gets it, right? So he's like, yeah. He goes, someone asked him what he thought about, like, you know who's like a good example, uh, not Diplo. Who's even worse than Diplo for EDM? Like one of these, like, anyway.
1: I only know good EDM. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) And he was asking about one of these bullshit guys who's just, you know, raising their hands and shit. And it's basically a laser show. And he totally got it. He's like, okay, well, number one, the people in the audience don't fucking care. Like they're just having a great time. It's a super spectacle. They're having a great time. It's just like anything else, right? Which is, I totally give him that, right? Then he goes, but. He goes, I fucking hate those guys because they don't even... Fucking turntable. He goes, no. and you have to remember that I was in an era where all the musicians hated me because I didn't even play a fucking musical <laughs> right, instrument. Right, right. 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 And I remember just going, wow so like meta hate over like four different <laughs> generations of <Funny>. shit <laughs> like, turntables
3: clearly and my parents clearly. were
0: pissy at me for like playing like loud rock music Sure, yeah. and i'm pissy because in the 80s where you you know there'd be clubs that would fucking stop playing bands because they just get djs and you know the high school bands would like stop playing they just sure. get djs and now the djs are all pissed because the edm guys are just pulling their phone out and hitting go and it's like it's just great. Yeah, old people are always gonna be pissed off.
2: I know, but that's people. that's the job. I know, I know. That's the best part about it. That's what right. rock
0: and roll is supposed to be. Sure. Is yeah. Pissing off your generation before yeah. you. We're <laughs> gonna play it louder. No, you're like I don't
3: even play that twist. I don't knobs. even play I just stand there. I just stand <laughs> there, there. People Dad. chant my name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> were- that must be boring for them though, don't you think? If you're dead mouse, like you just kinda- signed <laughs> up.
0: Well, no, I don't think he's it, just I don't, watching. I don't want to throw him in with them because he, he definitely has. He, I mean, like he a might creator.
1: be on Ableton. Who knows? Or he might just be pressing a thing. But then,
0: look, at least Ableton you're hitting shit. That's right. Right. So right. talk about what's his face? Uh, um, you know, a Radiohead dude, um, going out with uh with the producer, and they uh, had yeah. like a pretty cool turntable gig. Nigel, Goldridge? Nigel Goldrich. who's the fucking Radiohead dude? <clears throat> he was Tom Nigel. York? Oh, Tom York, oh, right. oh, Tom, Yeah. So York and Godrich doing. But did you see that? Um evil the horrible evil There's a horrible twitter meme with uh fly you know fly and lotus where he's mm-hmm. looking at at tom york and tom york's just sitting there. It's like someone got a picture of them and they made a meme oh, out really. of it oh, i missed that but one. it's like a, it goes over and over i gotta show i'll see if i can find it for you but it's like like fly like going like uh like tom you're not you're not gonna do a set and tom's <laughs> like my turntable set and he's like you're not gonna do a set and, and york's like but I'm gonna do a DJ set and fly on Lotus. <laughs> is like no, no. <laughs> York's like, but my DJ set, is really good. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> Which sucks because he's not doing like a DJ. Set. Sure, They're sure. Just being mean to Tom York. Yeah, he's absolutely. Famous, but yeah, well, it's, yeah. It's easy. That's yeah, right. fucking crazy. Right. Didn't uh, didn't uh, didn't uh, Matt play in? Matt stepped out for a sec. Didn't Matt play in like a band that I know, like fucking Brother Kite or something? Uh, he was in Solid 8. Solid 8! With uh, a- Andrew May, who all right, we talked stop. about previously. Since I have never... Uh, I've known you for a while, Briggs, and I've never yeah. actually... So I never saw Solid 8, but pretty much all these people that are part of the scene were... So the Seacoast, <laughs> New Hampshire scene, there's like four or five sub-scenes. Like, there would be anywhere, right? The cool thing is that New Hampshire is kind of broken around. Like, there's only one little pot. Well, it's pot. There's only one little part that's right along the ocean. So... It's like there's a lot of wealthy people who live right along the ocean. If you look at New Hampshire, there's a little ass end that's right on the ocean. Shortest
3: coastline of any state, right? I guess. New Hampshire fact has a coastline.
0: Like everybody who's like, you know, arty and those kind of things, there's really only a couple of places in the area uh, or around where the arty people kind of collect like you'd expect and um it's like portland maine does really well sure. right and then you know newbury Mass a little but not not really much as much no, anymore. Seacoast,
3: new hampshire is like a deep art scene yeah. it has been for a long time
0: right and and there's a there's a there's a real history to it if you go back There used to be a place called the elvis room which had like seminal punk like right right in the main street which is called market square or market street right that area um and there's this is, you know, beautiful North Church at the top of the hill. So you get this comp- this weird sort of frige between like really old buildings that have been either restored or kept you know, good looking. And then like whatever bullshit was going on in like popular <laughs> music at the time. More recently it's been sort of co opted by the gap and Starbucks and bullshit like that. So it's kind of been watered down.
3: Sure, and but you know, like all the people that were there before are you know a lot of them are still there, and some of them have been just kind of spread out to the surrounding towns. I mean, it's still you it's know, th- still this a- area. The art scene in this area is really incredible. There's you know so many people and so many bands and so many musicians.
0: Yeah, it's a monster scene. Is there are less places to play? I think that's pretty consistent around sure. the country. I think yeah. that's a, um, the trend, right? Yeah, but at the same time, the but the like 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 you're saying, John, it's like the the feeling of. There's a mix between people who've been doing this forever and young right. people who are still, you know, kind of happening now. Um, like I said, the live scene's a little weird in Portsmouth, but like there's live shit in Dover, like right, the surrounding right, right. area, all within maybe a 20 mile radius. There are a number of places to play. But um, I had just talked to Briggs while you were uh, stepping out about there's this band. So there's some sub scenes. One of the scenes is this little more complex music, a little heavier music. Um, bands like The Screen ended up coming out of that scene. Some of this stuff goes south from this area down into Haverhill and sure. Amesbury and then all the way down to uh, Rhode Island as well, right? Yep. I and mean, some of that shit goes down to Rhode Island. Uh, Providence, Rhode Island scene's got this really, a scene too. Yeah, really wide yeah. range of oh, shit. Yeah. A lot of yeah. great bands. I think, well, there's, a, there's a, again, there's that same thing where you have this huge contrast between like a pretty heavy, corrupt, tight little government. It's a very small city. You can look, if you stand on the hill, you can look and see one way to the one side of Rhode Island. You look to the other way, you can see the other side of Rhode Island. You can <laughs> yeah. see the border. It's a small right. state. So... It's not big enough for gangs, you know the the sort of the down. Seriously, I mean there 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 is it's not like that. Where I do mean, we go? Right? Well, I mean there's just not. It, it's all kind of hot wieners. Yeah, you know they have other things. Callback. Hot wieners there. Yeah, man. sure. Dell's <laughs> lemonade and hot wieners. Dell's. I gotta be honest. I can go in. I, do like Rhode I can go in for a tonight. good stuffy man. I'll tell you. I have you no know <laughs> idea what you
1: guys are talking. Rhode about.
3: Rhode Island hasn't insane amount of local slang it's all what local is, slang okay.
0: food a stuffy is like a clams casino kind of it's like a stuffed clam uh, cohort, but it's this huge gotcha. massive bullshit thing but if you're drunk and it's like <laughs> yeah, one, it's awesome. and you're in a bar and there you're like you got stuffies all they gotta do is throw them in the oven and you got right. some stuffies and it's just great anyway the point is these kind of scenes like in rhode island same kind of thing where you have sure. on if you look if you look one way you know, you see, you know, just corruption and, and really low rent shit, a really wide range of, uh, you know, ethnic groups in a small area. You know, you go to the IGA and there's like an Ethiopian aisle, right? Right. <laughs> uh, no, seriously. But next to the like, the Latin America, you can get all the fucking greatest food, you can all the stuff. If you're in a cooking, you can get all this shit. Oh, yeah. Talk about Brazilian shit. Yeah. Like when I, I, I went to a Brazilian jiu-jitsu club down there for a little while and like a good portion of the people, you know, basically spoke Portuguese. They could easily speak English, but I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. It was great. <laughs> you go, but at the same time, you go, you know, two miles this way and you have Tufts, right? You have, like, right. a Tufts, no, Brown. Brown, sorry, that was dumb. Uh, yeah, Brown, right? And And this is like an Ivy League school looking out over sure. this, you know, river with like all the you know gridded beautiful houses you know on this grid of beauty and it's so it's a those kind of things i think make for these amazing scenes at lupos and there's a goth right, right. scene and you know one night my friend uh basically he and his uh his wife uh, said hey check this out black francis is the guys from uh, frank black from the pixies sure. is playing at like this bullshit little club by himself like this solo thing cool is my friend's name is figs mm. and uh you met figs once uh down there i think you met figs once maybe, maybe. i don't maybe. know anyway figs bottom and line is, hanging out yeah, yeah right yeah, i guess so uh you may not have anyway he's a a, a funky guy we'll talk about him another time but the bottom line is he was uh he, he was like yeah we gotta go see this guy so you basically like get on the bus like and go <laughs> or you can walk pretty much to wherever you're gonna go sure and uh you just walk into this club and there's frank black with like cool. a telecaster Yep. A chord yep. and a twin, like a friend or twin. Cool. Turn way the fuck up For too loud. Sure, of course it was. And that's it. And it awesome, sounds sure. like it's just like an orchestra. It's yeah. you're, That's all you need. Killing it, playing shit you've never heard. Then, of course, he gets to the end and it's like. Uh, like yeah, all of providence goes completely fuck nuts it's like in a little club with like and everybody like 25 bucks to get in that right. night no ads and it was, it was probably like 150 people there so he made some bank right everybody's happy yeah who doesn't love that shit anyway so the the <laughs> the seaco a little different i mean it's a little more spread out but there's like that sub scene that that I don't know if you want to call you like absolutely part of that sub scene that ended up being like the screen sort of vibe. and uh, But there was a band called Solid 8 that you were yeah. just saying. You Matt, mean we my band talking, Solid Yeah, eight? Yeah, we were Is talking it about it your yeah. band Solid Well, eight? I was in Solid, Solid so 8. So yeah, did Solid sure. 8 start at UNH?
1: Um, yeah, we met each other at UNH. It was uh, me, Andrew May, Rob, um, uh, Poochie's um, brother. Jay. Jay. Um, Tobes. And uh <laughs> who the hell else is Tobes, <laughs> Tobes <laughs> on the bass <laughs> <laughs> Tobes that guy can slay Dude, though he, he is was, a he's amazing
0: <laughs> Tobes Tobes on the bass cuz uh <laughs> do you, great. have you ever really met great. uh Toby I I never saw a solid eight
1: Well Toby um was a He's uh, a monster musician. Yeah so he was a, a piano player through UNH and a very good one yeah. like a phenomenal one you and really then all the piano thing yeah all of a Shalansky sudden, came out of those guys. Yeah. A lot of guys
0: really going on to good jazz things. Yeah.
1: But all of a sudden, like we didn't know, he just like brings out a bass at a at a party one and just re, like oh, he was amazing. Peels pain off like he's yeah. so good. And we're like, how do you master? He was a master on both. It was yeah, crazy. oh yeah, absolutely so good.
0: Is that what you call him Tibbs? So you Tubbs. like Tubbs. sort of some somehow? I've never
3: heard anyone refer to him as Tibbs until right now. Tibbs, yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. Uh,
0: I I who seen played a who played the drums?
1: Oh, John May, Andrew yeah. May's John brother, May. brother okay, right. is. Ridiculous.
3: Yeah, he's he yeah, still he's around awesome. here. He, no, he's, he's up he's in Canada, in, right? Yeah,
1: Calgary. <laughs> Lost him to Calgary.
3: Now, you know, he's great. He's he's excellent though. and, then for and while, assholes.
1: For a while, so Andrew May was uh, was poochie. He was he rapped he was one of the MCs as
0: well as Wait, um, Andrew May's. MC name was Poochie. No, no, we just call him Poochie. Oh, okay.
3: That's, yes, the yeah, it's a nickname. Well, I mean, he well, was the and, dog. Like, Maybe one other person call Guys, him
0: If I'm not, let's, let's, let's again set the stage for whoever's still listening at this point. <laughs> yeah, right. The,
3: uh, yeah, two and a half hours in or well, whatever. No, it's it's not. We you, you start at one.
0: So. Oh, okay.
3: Oh, that's oh, crazy better. Guy. Wow, crazy no, guy.
0: Feel better. Crazy guy.
3: Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you're, you're on film like, Kind of this, like, uh, like Rick Rubin. No, no, no. no yeah, let me, let me let me, <laughs> let me, let me, let me go there. Though
0: you're talking about this is the era in which rock bands had rappers in them. Correct. So was Andrew made the rapper in the rock band? Yes, he was the rapper. Right, so this is like, but you know, think about Lincoln Park and and 311. Those kind of. Stories. Yeah, so it, it was more
3: happy, of like happy. a funk thing than a rock thing. True, though, right? I mean,
0: we had some heavy, but uh, sure, but we
1: right, we were we tried did have to a do some name? funk stuff. Uh, no, he was he was just, just Poochie. I so uh, he M- was he was known as do- yeah. his nickname was the dog. I've known Andrew May since high uh, school. His nickname was the dog. And so <laughs> you guys didn't dig really deep for that, did you? <laughs> 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 that
2: wasn't from us. All right, some dude like in high that. school called Factor, him
0: the dog. Rocket Science, Hot Dog, just Dog. All right, dog. it was
1: <laughs> the Dog D A W G. And uh, wow, and so it just trans. Excuse me, I think it was a Rob, a Rob thing at one point. <laughs> Call him Poochie. started calling him okay. Well Anyways, oh, he
3: didn't so. have like an MC name or whatever. No, okay. uh, we
1: did have uh, so. For a while, we had one rapper, and then we had Afro Pick, uh, Greg Hoey. Was oh, right, rapper. that guy—he's still around. Greg is good. We've is done some DC? projects. DC was that the other guy's name? Was DC that? was DC? our first. That rapper. guy was good. He was good. Uh, Who wrote the songs? Solidate. Uh It was usually the most. of The time it was Rob and I would write sort of the
0: riffs, like riffs or, or whatever. Would you sit down together, or would you say, "I have a riff. Let's let's go Both. with this"? Yeah.
1: Rob and I wrote a. I wouldn't. There were pockets where Rob and I wrote a lot together
0: right yeah so then you'd bring that into the band or you'd make demos or what would you do yeah we would just bring
1: it to the next rehearsal and and then they would come up with uh with rap for it we would sort of form it out i mean the great thing about rap is it doesn't have to be overly complex as long as you have like a cool kind of a cool riff or something you can kind of build the entire song off it right so it made writing very free and easy for me and i think for Yeah, that's
0: cool too plus if it's if it's a if it's different if there is something interesting going on that's not super stereotypical it it almost makes the rap even cooler. I mean, taken to extreme, look at you know Jay Z singing over a fucking Annie song, right? Right. Sure. You know, there's like, there's that vibe of you could actually support the rap by doing something that doesn't quite fit. Yep. You had to throw that throw that color in or or that that kind of feel. It was a lot
1: of fun. I mean, i I'd, I'd sort of taken a break from singing through that period, and I just focused on kind of writing in that genre. I really liked it. The gigs were super fun. Because we're just it, they were all the party parties. band. Yeah, it was
0: just a party. Did you? Play, was everybody at UNH at the time? Um, at University of New Hampshire. It was
1: at the end of UNH, and then through our first couple years afterwards. Right. I think probably did it from when I was you know twenty to twenty
0: four. So where would you play? Sounds about right.
1: Oh, um, mostly all around here. Stone Church. We played some. Uh, probably our biggest bars shows and were in parties. There. Mostly, bars right? and parties. But yeah.
0: you'd play at parties.
1: We would. Uh, yeah. We got shut down a couple times from the cops. <laughs> Rock Fest. <laughs> Rockfest. Huh? Rock what, what's Rockfest? Rock, rock I don't. It was. Uh, I think it was some. Sh- I don't even remember. Actually, we, guys we got have, shut down. A we have a mutual
0: friend who was booking shit at the time. Was this? Was this? That? Who was, was That big duck.
1: Nate Hastings. Oh Hastings. He did some booking for <clears throat> us then. Yes. Was, was he?
0: Was, was Rockfest his thing?
1: No, Rockfest. And it's funny because Pucci um, makes reference to it in one of our. two So later on, after we did an RPM challenge, me Pucci and Greg Hoey. Ah. Uh of the uh, RPM of, challenge of, we explain uh, what that is maybe. Oh, RPM challenge yeah, is kind uh, of based
3: out of the seacoast here in New Hampshire. It's like a, mm-hmm. a write and record an album in the month of February and they've been doing it for more than 10 years
1: now. Right. Very successful.
0: But RPM started right here. Correct. Yeah, right. But, but it went created. worldwide. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: Well, how many, were there like a thousand entrants? Uh, At each year. I mean,
0: no, uh,
3: yeah. Uh, a couple of years, it was like two thousand people signed up, but Crazy. not everyone completed. But still, I mean, it was a, it was a really large turnout for for that thing.
1: So maybe four years ago, I was like, I'm going to do a rap album, and mm-hmm. so I uh, and what I ended up doing was sampling a lot of my material and turning those into rap tunes, right? And then had Poochie and and Greg Hoey come in and the three of us rapped over it.
0: Right. Yeah, I'm looking up solidate, and you guys are just wiped out by other solidate things. Like, there's oh yeah solid eight is a oh, i mean a, that, a that band was done a long time right? ago too right oh I mean, 15 years ago eight like the number eight, the number or eight. Or correct yeah no solid that's, eight band
1: maybe yeah you probably i don't even know if you could find anything out there Aircastle, i stuff
0: solid state eight band
1: tuning in the world radio but uh but anyway so i don't remember what rock fest was but it was a i don't know i think it was a <laughs> rock <Rockfest. artist. laughs> just sounds awesome <laughs> yeah someone thought about the name for a long time <laughs> a lot, yeah hmm. um but it was a lot did of you guys fun. have did you have an album uh, we made one there was full an length and then one... like What EV. was it called? Self-titled, right?
3: Solid think, eight. The blue. <laughs> one. There's nothing to look at. There's so long it, ago. It was, I remember it being blue with it maybe blue. black font. No, I'm just right. trying to find
0: something on Google, but I can't. I got eight subpar bands with by bands with otherwise solid discographies. <laughs> Google's like, I'm really trying, man, but I can't find anything.
1: Thank you, Google. <laughs> I think we were pre-Google
3: yeah absolutely oh i'm sure I mean, you're pretty
0: cool Google. yeah 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 that's that's, that's, that's <laughs> that just dated me sorry all right so this brings us to our uh our, our first official uh segment which probably <laughs> should have happened about an hour ago um road stories road stories so um <laughs> <laughs> that's the theme song you guys that's good <laughs> so uh so road stories uh something like what was like a worst and best like like, do you remember? Like, I remember the worst. Do, can, can you remember a really good one first? Oh yeah, I mean, like, do you remember this? Like, this massive. S- yes. So
1: we it. did a couple gigs with, uh, with Scissor Fight, which is another Scissor. They're fight. legendary. They're a legendary local, local uh, band. Yeah, a New Hampshire legendary band. Legendary. at
3: New the Stone Church,
0: Scissor with, Fight. Went, legendary New Hampshire venue featuring. Yes. Featuring uh, the legendary guitar player, fuck you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> scissor and Fight. Was yeah, it wow. Shovel Fate? So, I don't know. So, no, wait, no. so you, so so anyway, you we, opened for a Scissor Fight? How did you guys, and the same thing, you guys don't, that doesn't make any sense.
1: I don't know, but those were, I think we did twice with them. What band is this? Solidate? Solidate, okay. yeah. And those were, those were two of my favorites because it was absolutely ridiculously packed in the stone church. It was when they had a capacity of 200 and it was wall to wall and ridiculous and hot and sweaty and smoky and everybody was moving and it was just a phenomenal fun, fun experience. So we had a couple of those that were really great. Those, those were probably my favorite plus the, you know, the set, not perfect, but the sound in there was better than most other places that we were playing yeah. at
3: that time. And then the vibe is great. Vi- vibe is great. I mean, it, it literally is
0: an old church yeah and it's at, at a stone. The very top of a like zion hill yeah. high
3: atop zion
0: hill way I think it's too a, small correct. a hill considering it's in the middle of
3: a town like yeah. it's like steep if you steps to get up there yeah
0: but it's steep everything like if you were going to if you could picture a small town on a river right where the river is like a little skunk valley New
3: Market, they call it Skunk Valley. Okay, That's but, what who
0: but calls it that? No, it's like this is a small. <laughs> it's it's a rib- It's a. It's a little mill town. Uh, it's. It's a number of miles away from the ocean, but, but because of the depth, because of the height of the dam that 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 the mill's working with the the water underneath is brackish it's a little salty it's a little salty like me a little bit <laughs> yeah and so and so you can picture this kind of river and this beautiful huge mill like all stone along the side and Granite then for part of it yeah it, it's and it's ridiculous it, it's just because it, it's it's one of those things that if you live in new hampshire you completely take for granted yeah but if you were from somewhere else and you drove by you'd be like fuck what is that right 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 and then next to that, you got the town, right, which is, almost looks like a little like like, a, like a seaside one shanty sort of kind of thing. Yeah, yeah right. You drive through it and then you're then done. Then behind that, imagine if you took your hand and grabbed the ground and went, let's just pull this up way too high. Like this yeah, is yeah, hill it's really high. that just yeah. sticks up out of nowhere. And at the very top, there's this beautiful stone church that regretfully has like a um, – there's like somebody – split it into an upstairs and a downstairs. Yeah. Where right, you can imagine right, right. originally it was just all open. Sure. Right. And then for like the last 30 years, nobody's ever done anything with the upstairs that is good. It's And for some <laughs> reason, it's always too expensive to pull all that shit out and make it big. And yeah. it's been through all these different owners. And now it's finally being booked by like some guys who are so in love with this area and they're also booking prescott park right now those are the guys who brought in uh dawes and Tossman, man and those guys are i i really believe that this is gonna the right now this is a really positive thing for the uh for the scene for this area. they yeah, got sure. my thumbs Absolutely, up because yeah.
1: there's a number of shows the they programming is excellent c- it's so good yeah. and yeah. that's Ayla what Fleck played there the know, other day I know, I know. we missed, I missed it that on one. Sunday yeah, I know. but, uh, but uh, the uh,
0: the Wood Brothers are going to be there oh really too. oh yeah. cool All Right. and it's so this good. this is a you know the so the Stone Church for us around here there's maybe a couple of places a place up in a couple of places in Portland, Maine there's this place there used to be a place called the Elvis Room there's a, a music hall in Port, Portsmouth called the Music Portsmouth Music Hall Uh, there's a couple more places and, but basically everything else is Boston around here because if you look at the way America works, you got Boston and then you can kind of go North from Boston where we are. So you got New York and, you know, uh, Western New York and, uh, and so that's a really cool thing like there's burlington vermont but portsmouth lives in this little spot between so bands could play in portland or art musicians could play in portland and they could play in boston but they sometimes can pull off a show in portsmouth as well
3: and it's actually it's actually a little easier now than it was even just a couple years ago they've opened a couple new spots and then the programming at at these kind of uh, arts festivals have been excellent
0: fantastic and there's a new place around here 3s art space which is just fucking killing it for like really avant guard shit really shit that you all would, over the place yeah, really like it's not great. worried That's about what spot. you you know what's going to be popular or not so yeah that whole thing is just a vibe so you were there you must have you're saying it was like one of those nights. well whenever scissor fight played at the fucking stone church it was just already gonna be fucking chaos anyway well, sure and
1: Maybe. i think at that point like we a lot of that crowd was was hip to us at that point so it just yep. you know it was just moving. Like, people just really dug it, and we dug it, and it was a lot of fun. So, that's what about, probably one of the best. Yeah. What about the worst? So, worst gig. Uh, there was this. I don't know if anybody still does this, but there was this, like, ski movie phenomenon that happened right around that yep, time. Yep. Uh, and. They would have these like ski movie. Oh, those parties. are great!
0: Like the Warren Miller shit. Maybe that's uh, what Briggs, it was. Sir, There's some up on the uh, up on there too. Yeah, if you want, whatever you want. And uh, Warren Miller shit was great. That, you, they there were would these sell big out parties. Like, right. They would sell like a whole movie theater. Right. At like fifteen bucks a head to go. See. They still kind of do that a little. Now not as much now. Well, but. there was this
1: dude who was booking that, and he booked one somewhere around here that we went and checked it out. And they, oh, it was at. Uh, was it at like
0: Kittery Trading Post or something? And it was, ap- <laughs> hey, no, you might mind, you mind. people who don't live around here. Oh. That that was like awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, it was at the Kittery Trading Post, the KTP. Yeah, it's over at the KTP. It the Kittery Trading like Post that. is actually like a big outlet mall kind Huge. of place. But anyway, go ahead. But
1: so it was, <laughs> it, uh they showed it there, and it was, it was <laughs> <laughs> Kittery Trading Post. It comes out of nowhere. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you get you get a beaver hat,
0: some arrows. You well, in this Warren M- Miller M- film. M- M-
1: but there was probably, there was like, I don't know, there were hundreds and hundreds of people at this Indoors event. Indoors or outdoors? No, I can't remember. It was anyway, so long ago. Please go ahead. But, they, but the same guy who booked it was like, we're doing the same thing in Albany, New York at this big venue. And we looked at the venue. and I can't remember the name of the venue anymore. But it was this big, cool-looking place. And, I re- and the guy was like, I really love your band. I think you'd really fit with this thing. It'd be really great. And we were, we were like, okay, this is awesome. Uh, I said you'll get a part of the door and blah blah blah, and this will be great. So we're like, fine, we'll go to Albany. This we don't is a solid date, right? Yeah. Okay. We did some New York gig, uh, some city New York gigs too, which sucked. But but this one was worse. so we get there, and uh, there were four people in this room. The room probably could have held five hundred. Is this
0: the same room that had the Warren Miller film?
1: Yes, and they showed this Warren like no, they did zero advertising for it. Wait, they showed the nobody, film for the four people. Yes, and we were pla- and we played. It's not those people's fault that no one else showed after up. And I think we played during the film. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> and and it w- there was nobody there. It was uh, and actually the people that were there. I knew them. My buddy Paul came, like came with us in the van or something to because his brother lived out in Albany, and then his brother and brother's wife came to the show. And th- th- so that your friends
3: we, were the four people. That was it. Yeah.
1: that we imported. <laughs> uh, it was horrid. Um, and then to top it all off. We drove back that night, you know, five hours from, I can't remember, from Albany, through the Berkshires in a snowstorm, Ooh. and it was just, it was just not long, it was not dreamlike no. through those Berkshires <laughs> that night, not on account of that bad. Did, did, did you get paid? Oh, no, because there was no one. We were getting a... Pay, you know. Oh, you were getting the, get the, the door. door? Yeah. Oh, and no so guarantee. To top it all off, um, the guy who it cost was... Cost you money. Yeah. The guy who was doing the book because we rented a van and then had to put... Right. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Guys, right. this is
0: going to be so fucking great. We're going to be playing. This is going to oh, be a fucking we warner film. We're
1: going to get <laughs> paid.
2: <psyched. laughs> and to
1: top it all off... Um, <laughs> So the guy who uh, was booking the show ended up in prison for like fraud. <laughs> I guess he was stealing money from these shows. From the four people? Well, no, no, no. But the uh, well, ones that put on were before <laughs> were, <laughs> were successful. Like I said, the one at KTP right, was right. huge. So, yeah, he went to prison. That was the worst. I was like, I don't want to do any more shows ever. In fact, you know what my dream show is right now? Let what me just that? tell you. What is it? Is to go... Uh, is to rehearse and do a show. So this is what I want to do for my next my next album, is get a pe- get some people together to learn my material, right, and do a show at Bob's studio with cameras, and he's got great right. sa- great sound there, and we'll yeah. record it, and we'll just re- release it online. That's that's exactly what cool. I want to do.
0: You mean like a a visual as well as a yeah, audio? That's right. Thing. Would you release it as a video, or would you release yeah. it as an album too, or both? Both. Right.
1: Well, no, I wouldn't really. I mean. I would do a recorded li- album, but I would re- I would release the the live but, performance of that.
0: Oh, I see what you mean. You're yeah. gonna make you would still make the album in the studio, yes, separately, absolutely. right? Yeah. That would happen, and then you yep. do like this live at Daryl's house kind of version, exactly. Yeah, yep. yeah, right.
1: That's the kind of shows I want to do. Right. Screw the traveling. They can they can just import me into
0: their
3: home. Right. Right. <laughs>
0: that's what people do anyways. right? Right. Yeah. No, that's that. The. That, wow. I think that there's a vibe for that on top of all of this. And apparently, uh, Jack thinks that there's a vibe for this too. Jack's seeing ghosts. Yeah, I guess he is. Yeah, I think there's a vibe for that anyway. I mean, I think people don't go leave the house quite as often now. Yep. You know, I mean, the there's so there's obviously. I mean, we, we, we've heard it a zillion times. There's so many things you can do in your house. No reason to leave. You know, you have that kind of thing. But it's it's yeah, it's almost like a. Um, like a social effort to go and place yourself into a, a particular situation, you know, it. I think it's one of the reasons why that that like uh, we we're talking about before the Prescott Park Arts Festival, which is in Portsmouth, which is down by the water. You know, those types of things are amazing because it's cheap to get in. You're gonna pay eight bucks to get in, or you can get a uh, you can buy a um, you can buy like a badge for the for the summer. You know, you're supporting like the 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 city. You're supporting all these things. You're supporting the artists that are coming through. But yeah. it's true that you're there. You are. You're sitting in the middle of a of a you know beautiful park. There's a know? whale statue there. And, yeah, you're totally not drinking beers out of the cooler that you no, did, totally didn't bring because you're not supposed, down on that. Yeah, I know they are. So gets, bring a flask instead. I was pre-mix totally, soda or you're something. Totally <laughs> not doing that you are <laughs> and you're but did but they but they done everything right i mean you can bring your own food if you want but you see what i mean like you talk about beer and food and shit when you're there you're like oh my god i remember how awesome this is you know i mean i think musicians like us were used to going out and seeing you know bands we see people play but i think that that feel that that yeah. idea that um you know, a lot of people just need to get out and realize how fun this is. You yeah. know? I think it's the same the same as anything else. A lot of people don't want to go running, but once they go, they're having a good time, yeah. kind of kind of thing. It's kinda of sad that that's where it is right now. But um but yeah, those kind of places are are there. That said, I do believe that what you're what you're talking about is part of this. That's one of the reasons why this podcast is happening. You yeah. know? The idea of what are what are we interested in? I think I'm always interested in hearing someone's new piece of material. I love that piece of music that you played. Oh, thanks. it's funny yeah. you almost talk backwards about it. Like it's oh, well, it's just a country song, yeah. or whatever. But but <laughs> you know, but but effectively, I think it's it's a fantastic song to uh, to start this thing off with. Thank you. you. know, I mean, what a great yeah. way to, to knock it out so uh, let's hold it up there man that, that was yeah. uh, amazing Perfect, it, right? thanks uh, for amazing. having me it was yeah. a lot oh, of fun it's my, my, my pleasure I know it's uh, speaking on behalf of John thank you I'm guessing that it's your pleasure as well
3: yes my, my pleasure
0: as well Yeah, <laughs> glad I could have pleasured you <laughs> thank you thank you uh, <laughs> yeah. so one thank more time uh, what was the name of the song that you play oh right. yeah, you didn't really yeah I it, don't even know, don't but, know what uh, I'm right. well I'm trying to get to you sure cool. <laughs> working title Yep. and you're uh and and let's do the uh do the uh, internet dance so uh right now uh the probably the the thing you're most interested in people taking uh, a look at would be the music class dot is. is
1: yep correct right so the music good. class
0: is yep yeah that's how that works i didn't didn't put it together that's great what is the music class well the music music class class. is well it's it's very easy to remember uh i've gotten uh at least the uh the first initial look at the thing and it looks fantastic um you know we're 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 shooting the shit here with matt and and we're we're making jokes and all that but uh uh, matt's a really smart guy um there are a lot of other things we could talk about too uh, maybe in, in the next time you come by but um I would uh, absolutely uh, take a look at, at what he's doing. It's super effective. It's a smart idea. It's obviously an easy way to get involved in music. Something that one of the, one of those kind of things that you wanted to do and you're not sure if you want to do it and you don't want to go to some asshole's house and take lessons. <laughs> it's like there you go. So the music class dot. I-S, correct? correct and uh if someone want to get you in touch with you uh directly uh, you don't have to supply away but i don't know if you're a twitter person or a
2: oh, instagrammy
1: person or just uh matt at the uh, music oh, that makes sense m-a-t-t then.
0: very good fantastic thank you very much brother thank you yeah thanks for uh letting us get through this together talk to you everybody soon thanks awesome. see you next time